boy. You lot. I'm back. It's episode 50 of Garage Hammer on the two-year anniversary episode. So how are the manlings celebrating? They're talking to their friends about their big plans for summer. Leave it to a school teacher to come up with, what are we doing this summer? Anyway, shut it. I'm listening to the two manlings, David Wartak and Topher Barnett. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode, can you believe it, 5-0. ice. Episode 50, ain't so nifty. Well, wait, it is. It is nifty. Episode 50 of Garage Hammer. It promises to be full of stuff and, and things. That's right. I'm Chris Barnett. And I'm Skip Stevenson. And together, David Whitech, that makes us Wild, Wild Stallions. Stallions. Oh, my God. What are we doing here? Two uh, years. Two years. Who would have thought that people would actually listen to us and the audience is actually growing, not diminishing? Somehow that's actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit of a sad note today. How so, David? That was my last Skip Stevenson. Oh. 50 episodes. I told you after episode 50 I would retire it. You going to retire it? I'm going to be somebody else next episode. Haven't decided who yet. Skip, we're going to miss you. Live yeah. long, prosper, and thanks for all the real people references. <laughs> i got to find someone else to be. You do. Well, think about your new 50-episode thing. But in the meantime, my friend, it's time for us to thank our sponsors for all they do for us. They yes, do, yes, yes. They do more than help. They practically keep the show afloat. It's them that keeps us on the air. So thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Like, for example, Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Game Preserve Stores located throughout Indiana. Urza's Den, custom painting and sculpting. Battle Foam, protecting your... Army. And Weird Worlds Terrain. What's your world? You can find links and information. Just whenever you're done. Any, no, that's done. That's definitely done. <laughs> links and information for all of our sponsors, both in the show notes and also on our website, garagehammer.net. Man, oh, man. Two years. All right. Yeah, two we, years. I'm pretty sure we have a shout-out this week, Dave, don't we? We do. We have a shout-out from Ryan Taylor. Now, he uh, voicemailed it in, so we can just enter it right here. Hello, this is uh, Ryan Taylor. I'm just doing a shout-out for episode 50. Just wanted to say thank you to both of you for doing um, 50, 50 episodes. And also to um, you push out there um, my, my gaming club, Durango Diceworks down here in Durango, Colorado. Um, we've just started up, but hopefully there'll be some people in town who maybe listen to Garage Hammer who haven't haven't met up with us yet. Um, so if you um, are in the Durango area, in the Four Corners region um, of Colorado, then um, please do um, give us an email. It's um, DurangoDiceworks at uh, gmail.com. Um, thanks, guys. Um, I must admit that your four-hour episodes... Um, are pretty long, but it certainly helps me when uh, I'm driving to and from work. So thanks very much, guys, and uh, hope to listen through for the next 50 episodes. Thanks. Bye. And thank you, Ryan, for all the uh, 
the well wishes on on our two year anniversary here. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Shwiggity, shwiggity, shwa. Yeah, we actually got a couple of other uh, people just dropping a couple of congratulatory. A couple of people that I had talked to that couldn't come on. They didn't have time to come on, so they just dropped us some voicemails. We'll drop them into the show at uh, strategery moments. Strate- <laughs> moments of strategery. We'll, we'll, we'll couple it up with a commercial and make it a cha 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 cheesy combo. I haven't done that in a while. No, so I had to bring it up. I'd well, in that case, stay a while and listen. Hi, I'm Kermit the Frog. There, it's all done. Done. Got those out of the way. Okay. All the BS. Skip Stevenson. Skip Stevenson. <laughs> hey, shut it. I'm listening to my show. It <sighs> was so nice to have him come back on. If you say so. I do. I hate that chump. He's a chump. He's a chump. Chumpity chump, 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 chump. Well, get used to him because he's my friend. He's a Dorcas butt corcus. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you don't like butts that are corked. <laughs> oh, my God. Where do you want me to go? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of corked butts, let's change the subject. <laughs> Well, how about okay. some news and rumors? There is none. Well, let's 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 include <laughs> Mantic in the news. I, okay. Guys, I am overwhelmingly excited about what they have done. They have just dropped this amazing surprise on all of us. Mantic has gone ahead and decided to start a Kickstarter. Okay, now for those of people who don't know what a Kickstarter is, um, if you have a project that you want to do, uh, you put it up on Kickstarter, you outline your project, and you put down a monetary goal. And you have 30 days to reach it. People can donate to your project if they think it's worthwhile. And you usually put up, uh, if you donate this much, I'll give you this. If you donate that much, I'll give you that. So whatever you're producing, they will get something for donating. Generally, they have to display some sort of idea that they've got a business plan going, that they actually look like they're going to be forthright with, if you provide them the money, will they actually do? Mantic has obviously been displaying uh, excellent choices is, for years now, which is cool because I've actually looked at Kickstarter before. There's been uh, Daniel actually sent me one thing from a Kickstarter. People were making like chocolate dice, like twenty sided, six sided, twelve sided, like weird things. People have all sorts of ideas. A lot of them I've stayed away from because I've looked at stuff and said you can never do it for that much money. Like right. I've always been nervous that it's not going to happen. Um, well, remember we, my brother wanted a we we did a sponsorship. We right. asked, we uh, he had paid for us a shout out. And yeah. And he, yeah, you're right for his movie, and he was putting his uh, or his yeah his film up on uh, Mates, yeah yeah. Um, but when I saw Mantic went up, I was really excited. Um, I, some people were really shocked. I was shocked. I didn't think that I, I'm well, but it was it turned out to be quite an idea. Well, I mean, John Morgantini, who's a friend of ours, actually posts up on our Facebook page. He's like, he's like, are they are they that hard up for cash? Is is is, are, is their company no. doing that poorly? It's like, no, no, it's the stroke of genius. Actually, their company is really small, and they're like, what was it? Two episodes ago, I think I said my biggest complaint about Mandic is they're not putting out stuff fast enough. Yeah, the the complaint was, I love it, I want more of it. Can you do it all now, please? And they basically said we we could if we had. Enough funds to to push it to move things forward. Well, their original goal, Dave, and you know this, of course, was five thousand dollars. And they had a seventy five hundred and a ten thousand uh, dollar, like the bonus. Like if you hit this, we're going to add these things to sweeten the pot. Right, uh, sort of extra goal incentives. If we can get past it and reach this point, we'll do this. If we can, it was I think if we reached one of their goals was if everyone who bids one hundred dollars or more passed past a certain point, we'll get their name in the Numantics Kings that, of War 70, rulebook. Yeah, 7,500 had that in there. 
and ten thousand was they were going to up. They were going to move up the uh, werewolf sculpts up and get those going right away. Right. When I went to bed the first night, I had shut off and checked Mantic before I went to bed, and they were at eighty nine hundred on the first day. So they had already busted well past their goal. Right. And this is on a Thursday, so Friday they were on there going, "Oh my god!" And they added in extra perks, and by Sunday. They were at like $24,000. Well, now it's a week later. Today, as of this recording, as of right now, it is Friday, uh, the 1st of June, and they are probably at $80,000. Dave, you're looking at it right now. With 22 days to go, so they've only been up for eight days, they're at $55,707. Now, we each threw in... Uh, uh, we threw I did a, a hundred. I think I did a hundred and one. Yeah, I did a hundred, but I'm going to bump it twenty five and order up the six because you'll get the three pack of werewolves, which they doubled because they hit their goal. Um, they actually added in two people went in for five grand. Yeah, and they're going to get sculpts made of themselves. They're going to get flown out they're there to get play. Flown out to Nottingham, and actually get to play with Ronnie. Well, and they've added a couple of more levels too. They added a twenty five hundred and a and a thirty a three thousand dollar donation level. They've got an level. eight thousand dollar level now called the God of War. Oh, that one I did not see yet. It's oh, brand that's brand new, brand new. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, I think in that one, basically, they grant you the power of immor- immortality, and you're you have the ability to shoot lasers out of your eyes at that point. Here we go. What do you get for eight thousand? You get the soldier level, which is the books. You and your partner or friend immortalized in the King of War world. They'll sculpt you as vampires where the master figure will be painted to a display standard by Gollum Painting Studio. You'll need an army to lead, so we'll include a thousand-point undead army painted by Gollum, as well as any other four unpainted 1,000-point armies from the Kings of War or Warpath ranges. And when they say any other four... If you wanted to take four of the same thing or two of one and two of another, you could take multiples of the same army. Here's a chance for David and I pander to ourselves. Guys, let's uh, let's get our Warhammer listeners out there to donate to Garage Hammer so that we can sponsor. Garage Hammer can sponsor at the $8,000 level so we can go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get ourselves miniatures made. <laughs> uh, your characters will then have a unique backstory and rules written for them, as well as a unique piece of art signed by Ronnie the Artist. You'll also get three resin and three metal copies of your figures, as well as a tour of the Mantic Studios and a game with Ronnie. Yeah, I won't lie. I want that. Um, you know what? Even some of these other, like the, now if they hit the $65,000 mark, which is the next one, they're going to put out an extra book Yeah, where they take all the characters from the Mantic Journals. Well, with 22 days to go, that book hit looks it. like it's going to happen. I'm excited. It's basically a book of just special characters and their histories. It's fluff, and if you it's donate f- enough, they'll make a model with your name and your likeness. I think this is a genius move because I they love it. Well, here's the thing: if you're just doing the main rule book, they had two people already take the five thousand dollar one, which was you're going to have models named after you and made after you, and you'll have some say in the, their work. How many people can actually do that? I mean, they actually had to limit it to only two because and they are actively listening to everything that their listeners are saying. Post here for the suggestions that you have so that we can guide this in the direction that the majority wants. The, and they're doing it. Well, the the, the, the chariot the at 50,000, the orc chariot was listener, was suge- the people who donated in the comments. What do you want? We'd love to see chariots for your orc army. That's what's up. And the current uh, debate right now, as of this recording, they're deciding between mummies or trolls. 
I want mummies. I, I think I do too, but just because I don't see very many mummies out there. We've already got trolls, but we need mummies. Just and I didn't. I couldn't find the trolls. I actually commented and said, "Where are there trolls in these lists?" Because I have the army book, you know, the soft cover. They one. used to be called something else. Bogies, right? Yeah, I realized that, and I, I actually went back on and said, "Okay, they're bogies. I see them. I'm stupid." But uh, I like the mummies. But uh, I, I'm really excited about this book because basically yeah. they're going to put out an entire book of fluff for special characters. Mm-hmm. That's for right. all the different armies, and you can then use those and put them in your armies, but it's like a special character supplement. That's such a cool idea. There's something else they did. Did you happen to watch the video that's on the Kickstarter page? Yes. Uh, guys, go to kickstarter.com and just go into the search and si- type in Kings of War to find this. When you watch the you, movie... Or if you Google Mantic Kickstarter, it'll yeah, come or, right up. Or if you follow my Twitter or David's Twitter or anyone else's Twitter, I've been linking it all over the place. Um or Kings of War, they do too. But one of the things they mentioned in their video was a demon and an angel army. I can't tell you what <laughs> happened to my enthusiasm level when I heard, because there aren't any other angel armies out there. I want to play that. There's the blood angels. That really doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> really doesn't count? Like, if, if it's possible to not count, uh, that doesn't count twice. But I mean, strenuously object. I like good. I like that. <laughs> I'm really. Can you? I want. I'm stuttering. I want to play. A de- I want to play an angel army. That sounds so cool. And I'll play the demon army. Yeah. And then we could go to war in heaven. Mantic, well done. Congratulations. I am very excited. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Like I said, I've donated to the Kickstarter. I'm going to up it to get some of the bonus things. De- but depending on where my money is at, I'd like to bump it up a little bit more. I'm actually going to go ahead and get some green skins. I'm going to go ahead and get their orc army. Cool. And what I was thinking about doing is, if I have the money, if I can afford it, I'm going to bump it from 100 to 175 so that my, the size of the army can grow and I can just get a few more things. I love it. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I, I, I can't say enough about how much uh, I like their product. And, I mean, you know, once the new rule book comes out, we'll definitely do another Garage Gamer about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that book will be out in t- this month, guys. Yeah, well, we'll get it shipped after after they fin we won't get any of ours till it's i mean ours won't ship for about a month right till like July because they have to get all the that's going to be the heartbreak is about the same time we're going to be at bits that book is probably going to be at the house oh that's right cuz yeah you're going to be and you already ordered uh a right you're going to have two i will have two copies uh, i'll it, have two copies in the electronic one that's true well i mean if you want if you don't need a second copy i you i i might Buy it from you because I know Harrison wants one, and it'll just save me from having to order a second anyway. If he's going to play, oh, he, yeah, he wants to. Yeah, he he's all about this stuff. Um, I was going over the rules again last night too, and it's just it's a it's it's so not just Warhammer light. It's it's so it, it's very beer and pretzels, but it's so cleverly written, and it's so. But I think honestly, I think Warhammer can be very beer, beer and pretzels too. I, as you know, I'm not even convinced that it's 100 percent beer because beer and pretzels means it's like you kind of just do it nonchalant. It doesn't matter. This is a competitor's game. Like I want to get a chess clock and I want to play it the way uh, Alessio. There's one on the shelf. Oh, let's do this. Vince found one in his basement. I got to make sure the damn thing works right. But let's, he brought me a chess clock. Let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. I want to play it that way. Yeah, I mean, it's. <sighs> I was telling Grant a little bit about it, and he was even like, that's pretty cool. I mean, just, you know, all the special abilities, they all work the same way. You just, they do different things, but they work the same way, you there's, know? There's no guessing. Yeah, it's like, well, what does that rule mean to your army? Uh, 
everything fits a little more neatly. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Again, I think I've said it a billion times. Uh, this is not replacing Warhammer, but I'm going to be playing both games. Yes. Well, I'm going to be playing both games. It's it it is it's very different, but it's it's it kind of it. I don't know. It it fills a need for me that I didn't know I had after playing it. It really is something that's so much fun, and it, it move it does move a little faster. Yeah. Well, you um, also don't have to deal with like fiddling with uh, the tank taking the models off. Mm-hmm. Well, that, pl- yeah, which is great. You just add the tokens, which I'm going to start making. And, I, I, and I don't miss having to roll a billion dice. There's a fun time to roll a billion dice, but I'm kind of glad I don't have to. I still get to roll a billion dice, though. A lot of it. Well, if you if you take a horde and you have forty attacks, you can get twenty or thirty attacks. Yeah. Then again, if you can get a flank or a rear, you double and triple your attacks. Well, that's then, how the game is won. Yeah. But uh, I mean, characters. Not, I mean, I I remember the first time we played. I thought it was so weird that I couldn't put characters in a unit, and it's, you don't need to. They're kind of badass. They, they run work off on, on their, their own. own. They do so well. Not only that, but it clarifies everything. Once you've got it on the table, that's how it is. Uh huh. All I, line of sight is from the champion. Yes, every champion see part of the unit. If he can see more than half, they're not in cover. If he can see less than half, you got to figure out what kind of cover it is. It's simple. Um, I was looking at the dwarfs, and they have a organ gun, a flame gun, and a and a regular cannon. Mm-hmm. They sure do. And it, it it it's so clever. I mean, just because the rules are so simple, the cannon only has one shot. If it hits, it does d six wounds. It's gonna it, you don't instead of rolling for ranks, it's just gonna move through. It's gonna do so many. Right. Um, the the uh, organ gun has like twenty attacks. Uh, it's harder to hit with it, but it just has a crap load of attacks. Um, the flame one has the basically what is the uh, the breath weapon in the magic one. That's right. And it gets an X number of attacks. It's easier to hit, but it gets less attacks than the organ gun. But it's constantly the same. It's just the same set of rules, but they just the mechanics are streamlined down to the point where there's nothing more to take away, but there's still enough to do everything you need to do. Which to me is a sign of perfection. I love the game a lot. I'm a big fan. I I am too. I am too. It's uh, I. I uh... I can't wait to do another garage gamer on it because let's let's play a game, dig exactly. out that chess clock, dust it off if it's dusty, and let's do this because I'm excited. Besides, you're you're up on me, and I want a chance to redeem myself. Oh well, geez, if we start playing, I, I think I think my undead have a really good chance of of going in again. In fact, now I bought all these Reaper mummies. Um, mummies have regen. You know how regen works? Simplest thing. And one last thing I want to say. Here's how regen works. You rolled a wound, okay? You wound me. You roll 20 attacks, you hit on 10, you wound on 7. All right, I have regen. Pick up the 7 wounds you just wounded on, roll them again. If you fail, then I regen it. If you don't fail it, then then you wounded me. The the reason they designed it that way is so that you can play it competitively. It forces the active player to do most of the dice rolling, or all the dice rolling. So there's no way the, uh, the passive player can slow down a person's turn. All timing is done from you doing the active rolling. It's it's it, it's very well it's done. It's fantastic. Yeah. And here's here's the thing. I know I complained about I wanted like alternate I like I preferred alternate activation when we were playing like War Machine. I was saying I didn't like that someone's got a whole turn and I don't do anything. I loved having either part of my turn in Warhammer or alternating turns. But in Kings of War, it's so straightforward and so easy to sort of follow that I don't feel like I'm sitting around with nothing to do. You have to pay attention. I have to watch because 
if you don't win that combat, you have to back up an inch. And by the rules, unless there's a reason that, like, if I'm wavering or if I'm out of my line of sight, I have to reattack you. Like, you have to continue these combats. There's there's so much going on that I'm engaged the whole time, even though I'm not rolling the dice. Yep, that's right. I really like it. Okay, but you know what? That's Let's see, yeah, so we, we'll save it. Yeah, <laughs> I've already talked way too much. Well, I can't think of anything else that's coming on. I know a lot of product is coming out for forty k. I can't speak on it. But did you want to talk about it at all? Uh, yeah, real. I mean, it's just. I mean, I got the white dwarf here. Nothing came out for Forge World this week. Last week they had some stuff come yeah, out. The for, Mangler or the giant colossal squig. Yeah. No, that was a, even more longer ago. They've only had one release since then, and that was uh, some stuff for base. Like, they've built some. Oh, some 40K thing. Yeah, so it's like big walls, so you could have, like, uh, running around through, through like, tunnels and it kind things. of yeah. To me, like it looked like of death thing. Base Hulk or Warhammer 40K quest or something. Um, but basically, uh, the new White Dwarf came out, and it's got the Storm Talon gunship, the Orc Bomber, and the Necron Night Scythe. All of them are about 45 bucks. Um, not that I'm going to be, you know, like I said, I don't necessarily... I wouldn't mind... Build, this is, like... They look fun to build. Exactly. But it's like, I think we had, we were talking about this earlier. This is like when we used to, when I used to be a kid and build model cars and model planes. I don't necessarily want to have a, a table full of this in a no. game. You know what? It's funny. My The limiting factor for me is if I have that on my shelf at home, are people going to look at me strange? And I feel stupid having it. I, I, that sounds stupid. I don't know why. I mean, it's like I could have a War Sphinx, and I say, oh, that's for a fantasy game I play. But that, for some reason, I'm a bear of stuff. I don't know why. Uh, you know, it's, it's, well, I mean, part of it is it's tanks and planes, and we used to build these stuff as models as kids. Yeah. And people look at it now, and they know what it is. Like, they can tell what it is. Fantasy items, I think, are just something so different and so strange. Plus, I want to have boots on the ground. I want to have. I, yeah. I like to play a troop game. I don't yeah. necessarily want to play tanks and planes. Even if it's science fiction, I would still rather see troops. Which one of the things I really enjoyed about uh, Project Pandora yeah. when we were demoing it. I mean, it's you know, I said I like Dwarf Kings Hold even better. You know, they sent us a I mean, demo copy, by the way. Yeah, we so, got to play that a little more. That's right. And it'll be fun to paint that stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. I'm not painting those vermin yellow. I didn't like that yellow color. That's just me. I'll paint them. I'm not going to paint them yellow. I'm going to paint them something else. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, this whole—I mean, this is just tons and tons of stuff about uh, about that damned uh, all those those new ships. That's basically what's coming out. Okay. And my guess is this is the June release, and uh, for all intents and purposes, what we understand the July release is probably going to be sixth edition 40k. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay, so sixth edition is a done deal, and it's likely July. Is that correct? That's what it's looking like. Okay. Well, I'll be curious to see what. I, I'm curious to hear what the changes are. The problem is I don't know enough about the game now. Yeah. But and then the, was it uh, Chaos Space Marines or Chaos Legions will be the next book. Uh, we're looking at Warriors of Chaos in at uh, fourth quarter, so we won't be getting anything till almost winter. Well, and it's probably Warriors of Chaos. That's okay. I'll get a Kings of War book to tide me over. Oh no, kidding! And I still got to get the all. I got so much VC to paint. Uh, uh, it's okay if I've got a little space between releases. I'm kind of challenged because once I'm done with my cast worms, <laughs> I know you're challenged. It's okay. Gerbader, <laughs> Herbaderba, Tomb Kings. However, Herbader, <laughs> Abyssal Dwarves, Hammer, <laughs> from the creators of Bleh, and the director of Bleh comes. Bray. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. This I is Garage Hammer. We've completely lost our mind. At this point, I suggest a small commercial break. Yes, we need to take a break. All right. We'll be back, guys. Chaos Rock Superstore. That's right, folks. Chaos Rock Superstore. Your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. Chaos Org Superstore. Hey, this is Spencer. I just want to drop a voicemail to say congratulations to Dave and Christopher for making it to the 50th episode of Garage Hammer. May the next 50 episodes be just as memorable and entertaining. Uh, a special thanks to you guys. Uh, thanks to you both for all the hard work and uh, getting me through hours of building, painting, and travel. We'll see you guys both at the next AdeptCon. And Dave, next year, no excuses. You're going down, and we're playing some foe. Take it easy, guys. Okay. Hey! Uh, and that was uh, Spencer from Cheated Fates Radio giving that little uh, shout-out before we came back. You know what's really funny is we get these shout-outs, and Google Voice is what records it. That's like our voicemail. Okay. And I get an email, and it tries to, like, print it out for me, and it's never close. One of these days I'm going to play what somebody says and read the transcript version that I get. So is it, like, is sort of an audio... What is it called? Autocorrect? Uh, it's 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 more bizarre than that. It's just so weird because it doesn't make any sense. I'm reading this going, what? And it's funny because the, the, the words in bold are the ones that are right. And the ones that are like in in faded are it's not certain. Like, a Chris, like you'll hear the whole message when, when you play this back, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, this is hysterical. Hey, this is Spencer. Has, so I've got the voicemail. So sick. Congratulations, the David. Christopher, for making it to the 50th episode of Grass Camera. In the next 50 episodes, be just as a member. Will entertaining special things if you guys. Thank you both for all the hard work. Now, Spencer, and- will entertaining big things for us as well. <laughs> Thank you both for all the hard work and give me a few hours of building pain and travel. We'll see you guys both at the next. The dot com and Dave next year. No excuses. Be going down. I work with vote. Uh-huh. They did you guys. Yeah, happenstance for that's, the <laughs> that's, that's what I I'm reading this going double bucket uh, for you too. <laughs> May I mumbo dog face to the banana patch? Talk wrong. I read these. Every time they come through, I get no end of pleasure out of reading what Google Voice thinks is what the computer is is hearing and translating for me. It's, it's fantastic. This is stupid. why we don't have to worry about computers taking over the world anytime <laughs> soon. Or if they do, they're going to do it all wrong. But speaking of which, if you want to leave us a voicemail, and not you, Christopher, or Chris, you, but the listener, the royal you, one seven five seven G H show six. Hey, Garage Hammer, uh, it's Greg here from England. My name is Greg Twenty Eight on Twitter, and also give uh, a Bugman dude. Um, I just uh, messaging Dave on that a while ago. I just wanted to give you guys a quick shout out. I'm really hoping that I can get myself a cheesy combo. Um, 
<laughs> I uh, had a stall magic going down the local store with some buddies of mine and wanted to let you guys know about this uh, this particular doozy, uh, which is having a, a vampire lord um, tuck into anybody. Uh, strength, she's strength five, so basically anything with light armor and shield doesn't get an armor save. Um, and then you give her the uh, dual star sword, I think it is, storm magic, um, which doubles your attacks, so that's ten attacks. Uh, automatically hitting and wounding, so, well, hey, I turned into your unit and did ten wounds. No armor saves. Oh, and I have Red Fury, so that's another ten wounds. Oh, and then I overran into the next unit, which the combat hasn't started yet. That's another ten wounds. Oh, and another ten wounds, so that's 40 wounds in one combat. So, yeah, I thought I'd uh, throw that one at you guys, give that a go next time you're playing a Storm Magic game. It's pretty filthy and it makes people cry. Cheesy combo. Peace out, guys. Thanks for the great work. Keep it rolling. Cheesy, cheesy combo. Okay, on to the garage manager section. Brought to you, Dave, by Chaos Work Superstore, who we just heard a commercial for. Sweet. It's excellent. All right. Modeling, uh, gaming, and reading. What modeling have you done? What modeling haven't I done? I am in full <laughs> swing, getting ready for bits. Okay, so I pretty much have my the first 20 out of 40 Hobgoblins uh, converted, built, glued, flocked, painted, effectively done. Okay. Uh, working on some eyes, but just about everybody's looking the way I want them to. So that means i got 20 more to go. Okay. So I'm in the building and converting stage right now, because right now what that means is i got to cut off basically anything scaveny on the Plague Monks, and they just start gluing heads on. Cool. The only thing I'm hesitating on right now is I'm trying to... I have old Hobgoblins, the real ones, from 4th edition. Right. And I have, you know, full command, but they don't match. So I'm trying to do full command out of the Plague Monks, and I'm trying to make it look less scaveny and more... Ramshackle Hobgoblin. Okay. So I'm trying to decide how much time I have to do the banner. I was thinking of doing any number of different stupid ideas, one of which would be, like, basically a ball and chain with a leg that's been, like, chewed through so that, like, someone, you know, and then a blood... Tr- <laughs> basically the idea that they've gotten away by being one-legged. Okay. You know, there's slaves who, you know... You chew through your own leg basically, to get out of the trap. Basically, in the, in the kingdom of slaves, you know, the, the one-legged are free. <laughs> there you go. But uh, so I'm working on those guys. And I'm working on the, what, what have I started painting? The Hell Shrieker. I'm actively painting that now. Hell kind of, Shrieker. Uh, excuse me, Death Shrieker. Oh, okay. The, the rocket launcher. The okay. new rocket I was launcher. Like, I, th- I was like, I, damn it, I've read up on it. I thought I knew all the models. No, I'm making sh- sh- stuff up. <laughs> 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 and censoring myself. Sorry. Good. Good um, the Kadai Destroyer, which is just the ball rug, and I'm working on the flaming flame effects right now. Okay. So the concept there is, I don't know if I'll have time to do full-on reverse shading, meaning start with the lightest colors and highlight with darker colors. Because when you think about flame, the closer oh, it is right, to right, the source, the brighter it is. Right. So I'm trying to do the same thing with a ball rug. And so that means any cracks and crevices I'm highlighting with a oh, white, actually, and then co- going over it again with, like, a very translucent yellow. And then you got to go to orange, and, and then, then you got to go to red. Ugh. Yeah. Good times. I say ugh. Well, I say it to you. Ugh, it is. But hopefully, if it, uh, if it turns out right, it'll look good. But I'm rushing it now because I'm running out of time. Three weeks left, and I'm doing this. The hob- But wait, there's more. The Hobgoblins. The Hobgoblin Wolf Riders with the Fenrisian Wolves. That's right. And the Kadai Destroyer. But wait, also the Death Shrieker Rocket Launcher and the Iron Demon. But wait, there's also... This is all your fault. How so? Because 
we gave these to you back in November. You should have been painting them in December. Well. You'd have been done. But you procrastinate. Of course, look at me. I didn't I'm, have a home. <laughs> homelessness is a completely inadequate excuse for not gaming and painting your models. You're right. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I must give you grief. And the magma cannon. <laughs> Because I'm still painting my stuff, and I was actually still building my stuff on on Monday. So, well, if I get all those things done, what I'd like to do as an encore is uh, the way the Freebird, huh? Piano Man. Yes, that that's your encore. I have no idea what you mean. Your encore would be Freebird or Piano Man, or yes, it would be Freebird. Yeah. Okay, good. I love Freebird. Yeah, it's all right. Well, it certainly would be Buffett. See, I brought this show to a screeching halt. That's the power I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I'm you were, sorry. You were bitten by a radio, radioactive derailment, so now you have the proportionate strength and uh, power of a derailing. There you go. What the hell am I talking about? I so, Magma Cannon, and if for an encore, if I have time, uh, the Chaos Dwarves I need to take to bits, since WYSIWYG is in effect, uh-huh. are the old ones, because they're the ones with the great weapons. Oh, right. As opposed to the hand weapon and shield ones, or the blunderbuss ones, or the um, fire glaive ones. Right. So that means the old ones, but they're not painted by, to the right standard now, based on what I'm trying to do with the base, everything else. So I've got to oh, rebase them. I've got to do a oh. couple of extra details. So it's it's a uh, it's testicles to the wall, David Whitek. Well, it, it's. It was Big Testicle Tuesday, so... Big Testicle Tuesday, brought to you in part by... by fruity Odie Bars. How, <laughs> <laughs> screech! How about your modeling, Dave? Oh, okay. Um, 52 zombies. Well, not the two banners, but 52 zombies. They're done. Like, I got the swamp going on. I think they look pretty good. Um... I was actually putting on the water effects and then letting it dry a bit and then adding the grass to that instead of glue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they would soak up some of the water effects so they would get kind of mushy and wet looking. And then when it was just about dry, I'd add a little more on top. So some of the some of it looks like it's actually it looks like it's wet. It looks like it's in the bog. Um, so the, the effect the ground effects uh, that I've been doing the water effects are coming along really nice. I did all the. I took the scorpion green and did the eyeballs solid scorpion green to get that sort of bale fire animated look. And then I realized as I'm painting them that the mouths, some of the mouths are open, and there's actually detail. didn't realize how well detailed these mantic zombies are. There's detail inside the mouths even. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go and try to paint that. So I just took the scorpion green and filled up any open mouth too. So now it's not just the eyes are glowing, but if the mouth's open, the mouth's, you know, sort of like low pan in the alley. Yeah. Um well, no, a nice reference. Thank you. Big trouble in Little China for those who are playing along at home. I was born wedding. I, I, I was born wedding. I was born wedding Wang. China is here, Mr. Burton. What the hell does that mean, huh? China is here. I don't even know what the hell that means. And uh, shout out to all of our Twitter friends who <laughs> played along at home with the quote your favorite Dune and Big Trouble in Little China references. <laughs> Weird combo. Well, those are the. T- I made a comment that I could watch Dune and Big Trouble in Little China back to back, belly to belly, forever. It's true, and uh, I, I keep know it watching is true. Dune, even though I mean, it's it's, it's not. It's just so bad compared it's, to the book. It's, it's so bad. It's bad, delicious. I know. 
Well, that that was the even better, more impressive part is that folks were able to start quoting from the book, not just the movie. Yeah, well, good because the books are better. Yeah, but so I've got fifty-two of my two hundred and ten zombies, uh-huh. like done, based, painted. Uh, I have started magnetizing them. That's um, going to be a long process, right? Actually. It took me about an hour. Um, I just well, you mentioned in several shows that uh, thank goodness for Mantic bases because you found that it's easier solid. to drill, right? Well, I have a drill, and you can see that my little hand drill's got that huge. They're eighth inch magnets, so I got an eighth inch drill bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I drilled down and just kept adding in a magnet until it got to level with the base. Yeah. Uh, then I stuck the drill bit back in and took a silver sharpie and marked the whole bit. So I just basically drilled down until the silver part meets the model, and it's yep. done. So I've drilled all fifty-two out. And it only took it took me about an hour, and uh, now I'm just sitting there and just taking one model. I put a drop of glue in the hole, put the magnet in. So this is actually it's a pretty quick process. So you're t- working on the magnetizing then for fifty more zombies. Yeah, because those are I'm taking forty-one in my list to bits. So these are the ones that have to be done up to. Judgment, looking good, standard. The rest are done, but not gorgeous. But they'll just if I summon them up, they're my to summon up zombies. They're not my army yeah. zombies. What about the Coven Throne? This is exciting stuff. So, was it easier to put together than the uh, than the Mortis engine? Well, I, actually, I haven't gotten to the point. Uh, I'm just now getting to the point where I'm putting on the Coven Throne specific pieces. Okay. Out. I, I mean, but there's only one, two, three, four, five. There's eight. Coven Throne specific pieces. Um, you build it up to one point. It's exactly the same as the Mortis engine. Right now, it's very similar. Uh, to yeah, what I'm seeing. Uh, instead of the reliquary, I put in the thing with the pillows. That's actually there's nine pieces. The pillows. There's the the skeleton on the back. There's another one on the front. The awnings. And then there's oh. yeah, and then there's the that bowl, that scrying pool of blood in the front that'll go on there. Yeah, and then the three zombie women, which I don't know if I'm going to put the three zombie women on it or not zombie uh, vampire women on it. I haven't decided. Uh, for now, I'm not. I'm just going to because, especially because it's a chariot, and your lord, if they destroy it, your lord has to be able to walk on foot. Mm-hmm. So I have a lord on foot that I'm just going to put on the coven throne for now. Sure. Um, it's kind of daunting to paint. They're so well sculpted, the three, the three vampire women, that I I want to really try to take my time and do them justice. Just so dip it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I won't do that again. I'm really pleased with how the Coven Thrones coming out, though. Like, and I've been like I said, the whole army's theme is green. There's five different pillows on that back part on the Coven Throne. Those aren't pillows. I took five different greens. I went out and just took five different greens, and I did each pillow in a different shade. So it's, you know, I mean, I know it sounds stupid. I'm painting pillows, but I, I, I'm, this is really coming out nicely. I'm really hoping they that They do look it, quite luxurious. They do look good, and I'm hoping that it turns out as well as the Mortis engine because I'm very proud of how the Mortis engine turned out. But I'm thinking this one I might be able even to do, to do it, make it look better. So Cool. Um, other than that, Any, anything else that you're working on, like surprises you can talk about that we haven't heard before? Like, I started painting my ten black knights. Now, these are the old black knights, the old metal, chunky ones. Yeah. Um, I've been looking to get more skeletal steeds to build the because I bought the ten hex wraiths, so I've got the bodies for the ten black knights. Yeah. Donovan Stoddard from, uh, he was doing, what it was West Coast Hammer, he did it for a little while. Mm-hmm. He sent me Stoddard six. Power. Stoddard Power, yeah. He sent me six. So I've got six. I need about four more. 
Uh, I'm, but I'm basically just taking the regular skeletal steeds, the old ones. Mm-hmm. They'll mix a little better with the the chunky black knights, but I've I've got them. I don't want to toss them just because they're the old models. No, don't toss them. So uh, I'm basically trying to get enough skeletal steeds to send them to Chaos Orc Superstore. Yeah, Chaos Orc Superstore. <laughs> but so um, that that's what I'm painting. I've still got to paint a mortis. Uh, not a mortis. I still have to paint um, <sighs> corpse cart mm-hmm. and the ten. Black Knights. I got to finish the Coven Throne, and I think I'm no uh, two Felbats. Okay, and then I think so I'm bad. done. Nice. So you've you've definitely got it well in hand for bits. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. And like I said, by the end of summer, I should have all the zombies finished and a lot more of this army. I'll have. I'm planning to have over 400 models painted this year by the end of summer. Now, so is that your is that your summer project? And we're going to be going uh, later in the episode when we start interviewing a lot of our friends. We're going to be talking about summer projects. Is that it? You're going to continue to develop your undead army, both for fantasy and for Kings of War? Yeah, um, because if I can get this done, I've actually got a couple of projects on the burner here. Um, I've, I've really had a hankering to go back and start painting up some of my dwarfs, but... Since I have no idea when the book's going to come out, I'm just going to really save that project until the new dwarf book comes out. But I do want to paint. I got to paint the Kings of War skeletons and mm-hmm. war machines. Yeah, and uh, I, I I really want to paint my hordes troll bloods. Like I've I like I've put them aside for a while, and um, I really like Count Zero Break. Who I, I haven't seen him on our forums recently, and hopefully he's still listening. Um, but he was the guy who uh, works over Privateer Press, and he's the one who sent me the starter stuff for the trolls. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I built them, and I played a little with them, but I never got around to painting them because I was so busy d- painting this stuff for tournaments. Um, I, I really got a desire to play with these trolls and give them a sh- try, and so I really want to paint them up. I mean, it's it's only a few models, too. The model count's really low. Um and so that's my other project. Uh, besides my 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 v, my undead for two game systems. It's funny that you mention that because uh, there was a time when I was thinking maybe I should get rid of my ret and just focus on Kador. Uh-huh. And a few weeks ago, I was listening to the Tron, the new Tron soundtrack, Tron uh-huh. Legacy, Daft Punk. Right. And all I could envision was the way I wanted to paint that Retribution army inspired by Tron, and I it just it set me on fire to finish these guys. <laughs> Yeah, there's no way I'm getting rid of my red now. I've got to. I've got to put them together. So you work on those trolls. I'll work on my red and my Kador. Because yeah, I, I still want to play this really badly. I haven't been able to in a while. Well, and I think part of it was when I was at Adepticon when they gave out the hordes sets. Yeah, I got an I got a troll blood set, which made me very happy because the new plastics are new sculpts for the and they're sharp. They are sharp. I will say. Um, I went on their website and looked at the plastic, uh, the bigger trolls that they're that they're making. Yeah, I think they're plastic now or part plastic. Um, the ones from the box set that you got are sort of a plastic resin. Yeah, you, you can't use plastic glue. No, you'll need, you'll need super glue on those. But like the, um, but the just the basic the trolls the 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 mauler or whatever it's called just the regular troll they've got new sculpts from. I'm I kind of like my old sculpt a little better. Uh, oh, I'm, okay. I'm sticking with it. Um, I, I I can appreciate that they're putting them in plastic, though, because those metal, those big trolls, they're like eight or nine pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally have one tr- big metal troll that I built that has 
They're all seventeen pins in it. They're all big kits, and and that, I mean metal fits together okay, but it comes apart. You need to pin it. And I've got almost I've got a dozen and a half pins in, I, in these things. I understand. I have one of the up until recently one of the largest models that they had made. Now that's all blown out of the water. <laughs> but um, at the time, it was one of the largest models they made called the Behemoth. Right. And the name was appropriate. And it is pinned all over the place. And even now, if you transport it poorly, uh, which I did once, unfortunately, it just got jostled. And the thing wants to fall apart because it's so heavy. It's The gravity yeah, works against it. Exactly. Uh, so I think that their transition into this new, it's like a fine cast that works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I'm not going to put down fine cast. I'm not going to do it. But whatever they're doing, apparently it's affordable and it's working right. So keep going, privateer. Good job. Right. It's it's a harder plastic than the fine cast. I'm not going to put it down either because I have been fortunate that I have a couple dozen fine cast models. And any of the imperfections have been really small, and I, they don't bother me as much as they bother other people. Um, I have gotten one that was not right, and uh, I just returned it and got a new one. But, I mean, some people have to return, like, three, four models in a row, where I've had dozens, and I've only ever had to return one. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. Whatever. I'm, I'm, this isn't a bashing GW no, session. No, I'm so. just, like I said, I'm just... I know some people, I mean, I feel bad when I hear people saying they got five bad sculpts in a row or something like that because I've got dozens, well, one dozens of, the, of fine cast and they're one all of these beautiful. Days, one of these days, I'm actually going to bite the bullet and buy the new Hell Cannon. Okay. So I'll well, we'll find see out. how that one turns I, out. Our friend Greg, oh, who's playing in the tournament with us, he was burnt. He bought a Hell Cannon and it was pretty bad shape. Yeah. So he had to, I don't know if he got another one or not, but I know the one he had wasn't acceptable. So. Mm. So I'll find so out. That that's that's all my. How about, how about reading, Dave? What have you been reading? Uh, I've I've been I've been trying to keep reading Mechanicum. Uh, I've got I've got like seven or eight books from three or four different book series in line waiting to be read, but I've had finals all week. I have had no time to, between between painting this, watching that really awesome Hatfield and McCoy miniseries, and just grading papers and giving finals. I've had no time. So I hear you. I work in a healthcare company, and my reading these days has been about uh, peritoneal dialysis cyclers. It's been about uh, sets and solutions for the devices that and the products that we make. I've been studying every possible device, solution, <laughs> oh, set, disposable, um, medical product, just about everything that we do, because I suddenly have to be able to... V- Speak on it, <laughs> yeah. To any customer or client that calls, exactly. No, so, I know Heather had to do the same thing. So my reading has not been luxury. Now I will say this: in fact, one of the reasons I've been so slow with Mechanicum is because when I do have time to read, it's fifteen minutes. Yeah, and I don't want to sit down and try to get into a chapter and get moving again with the book and remember where I was at. You know, because when you sit down and read the first page or so, but then once you start to get into it, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the sort of the real world around you dissipates and you get into the book. Fifteen minutes. At a pop isn't doing it for me, so I have been doing some reading, but I've been reading the old Kings of War rule books, sort of wondering what the new. I was one's doing the bring. same thing. I is, it's right by my bedside. In fact, it might be in my bag right now. But I've got that, and I've been reading that, and I've been reading the damn Trollbloods book, looking at the different casters, looking at the different models, uh, trying to wrap my head around that game. I've had nothing but trouble wrapping my head around that game. I don't know why. You know what? There's going to be a there's going to be a peak moment. Honestly, there's, yeah, there's just going to be a moment where you say, "You know what? Something I what did you call it? Satori. 
Not familiar with the term. It's it's a Japanese word, which it's it's sort of like uh like what you might call a eureka moment. Yeah. That, that moment of satori where you just say aha and everything makes sense. Ooh, I like that term. I'll use it. Okay, cool. S a t o r i. I learned it in a, in a psychology class when I was taking when I was getting my teaching certificate. I like the word. I like what it expresses. Cool. Well, you're going to hit it. It'll happen. You'll you'll have several frustrating games. Just get over the idea of winning at first. If you win, that's a glory. Instead, just jump in knowing, I'm going to lose. Let's have fun. Let's do this. You know what's funny is uh, what's what's helped me with this is it's like, you know, like I don't really play 40K, but I'm interested. I listen to 40K podcasts, and I feel like I understand how the game works after listening to enough casts. Okay. I've been listening to something called Feet Turn, which is basically these guys get on and they play a game, and they basically, you know, like the battle reports, that's what the show is. The show is battle reports. Uh, they talk about big like 40, 50 point games of War Machine and Hordes. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to that and the Troll Blood, Troll Blood Scrum Cast, which they've only got eight episodes out. These are all guys who play trolls. Their whole show, they play trolls. Um, well, they talk about when new things come out. So they, they talk about the other factions. Oh, this new stuff came out for this faction. They describe it. They talk about it, what they like, what they don't like. And how is this going to, how is this going to affect the trolls? What am I going to use to beat this? And what's going to be tough about it against my trolls? That's pretty cool. It's, I'm not a troll-centric player, but that is really cool. It's kind of a neat program. But the more I'm listening, the more I'm starting to understand little bits and pieces. Like, I know it won't all make sense until I sit down to play a few more games. Yeah. But it's really, it's, it's really got me sort of revved up for playing and i mean harrison's gone to bed now so you know but he's he's been really painting a lot of his cricks and his kador and he wants to play so bad that i sort of feel like i kind of owe it to him to get my stuff going and learn it so we can play plus he likes to play tabletop war games but it takes us quite a bit of time to get out everything to play warhammer with mm-hmm. the big armies or or kings of war Whereas I could take out a 4x4 four four board, throw it on this table, and we could play and not have to pull much else out than what's on that one shelf. And the satisfaction level is the same. Yeah. It really is. I mean, so, you get the same sense of satisfaction. You get the same full sense of, wow, that was an epic battle. Wow, that was really exciting. But it just it takes less on the table to accomplish it. Right. They're and both I, good for different reasons, and they're both very different games. And I've been doing that with Malifaux. Like, I've been playing some stuff and doing some stuff with Malifaux. Uh, and I know it's it's the same. It's similar. It's that, that small skirmish game where I could take eight or ten models and have a game and take a couple hours. It just it doesn't. I know it sounds stupid, but in my life where I'm at with three kids and trying to clean out this house and all this summer cleaning that has started. I mean, I've been pulling out storage again. You can see. I mean, Chris, you can't see it, listeners, but Christopher can see. I've got boxes back out again as I'm trying to find what I can, what I need to pull out for summer and what needs to go to Goodwill. And it's honestly just the convenience of being able to have this little bit of stuff and still get fun games in is, I mean, I I know that's a stupid reason for the appeal of the game, but it's just the, in my life, the the setup and takedown time has, if it's shorter. Has to be taken into account when your free time is counted in seconds. Exactly. Yep. So, (laughs) but... So that's where I've been, is reading the Troll Blood book and looking at, okay, what can I put together? How does this work? How do these things... And looking for synergies in that book, it's... it's. I mean, that I whole it. game is so about it. Yeah. And it absolutely is. That's why I love playing multiple games, um, because each one is going to appeal to you for different reasons. Exactly. Like War Machine and Hordes are... You're really rewarded for thinking ahead and thinking like a chess player. Where do I need to be in two turns? That sort of thing. Uh-huh. And then, of course, your feet turn just turns everything on its ear. 
Whereas with Warhammer, it's like it's like controlling a ship in a tempest. Some things are out of your control, but turning the wheel does help. You know what I mean? It's, exactly. And there's still something to it. There's still, there, you know, only the best sailors will survive. So get out there and navigate. Exactly. But the chaos is part of the fun. Is part of the part of the ride. It's sort of it's sort of like that idea. Yeah, it's uh, things are going wrong, and even the best even the best ones among us sometimes things just go wrong. Sometimes you, know? you sometimes you play the game very well, and sometimes in Mother Russia, Warhammer plays you. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a, actually when we're done with this, well, we won't have time tonight. But at some point, there's I, there are some things in the in that troll book that I know it's not troll specific it's like rules and mechanics specific that yeah. I have questions about I don't sure. want to go into them now yeah because that's not this is not the place or time but I I no no it's getting later so I, eventually exactly. my brain is going to turn into mush oh my god it's so late yep all well, right why don't we why don't we go into uh, quick gaming now I'll tell you although I haven't had a chance to play any I haven't my reading of course has been negligent except for work related uh, my gaming, I wasn't able to play a game of Warhammer Fantasy this week, although I'm slated to play one against Grant, if we have time, uh, for the last game in our tournament. At this point, I can't win, but I can play Kingmaker. And uh, But I did get a chance to play a game of Blood Bowl. We are playing in a league that's run by Joe Flesh. If, for those of you left who don't know who, know who that is, he's the guy responsible for Wogcast. Right. And uh, so we're playing right now, playing High Elves. I had a... Well, frankly, it was a tremendously successful game. It was five <laughs> to one, and I played against the uh, the Talibheim City Chiefs, who is our number one player right now. And I actually managed to upset him, and not upset him personally. I mean, the game was an upset. Five to one. That's insane. So I did really well. I will say, um, well, I played a good game. I took advantage of luck, but luck was a part of it. Right. That's Blood Bowl, though. I mean, they're dice. Yeah. That and I think it, I counted, I lost count after three or four, but his, um, you, when you bring an ogre, one out of every six turns, he's going to just sit there and go, duh. Yep. And that's what happened. So, you know, his big center line guy suddenly isn't exerting tackle zones. And that for, for an elf, that's that's a free turn. Yeah. It's like, you don't have a tackle zone on me? <laughs> Gone. Yep. So, I took advantage. I played Cranky. I lost three to two. Ooh. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I had uh, almost 50 pushes in that game yesterday. The reason you have so many pushes against the Norse is because you can't rely on your block to knock them down. Well, no, it's not even that. I mean, that that's part of it. But a lot of them wind up with dodge. You know, so unless I have tackle, they're not going down. Mm -hmm. um, I had 16 blitzes in 16 turns. 12 of them were pushes. And five of those were re-rolled from double coconuts. Well, that's just so, bad I mean, luck. It's, it's just... It, that's it, just bad luck. Yeah, I mean, and I, I love this team. And Season two, I'm going to keep developing them, keep playing you, them, because you know I know try. what they can be. You should play orcs. I've played orcs. I like them. But I, I, I chose this, and I'm going to stick with it. I want to play in a league and develop a team. And I think once this team is developed, it's going to be awesome. Um, it's just... I need to get it developed, and it's taking time, and it just gets frustrating because I've seen what my team can do when it works. Yeah. But literally, Cranky was coming up, and he's got three guys on the line. I got three guys on the line, mm -hmm. and he's at open star, open star, open star, and I'm getting push, push, push. Eight turns of that, my guy gets on the ground, then he gets up. But that has that is absolutely nothing to do with tactics. That has nothing to do with strategic choices and skills. That I, has everything to do with the dice. Yeah, I know. It's just frustrating because I've just been getting this game after game after game. 
And uh, I guess my Blood Bowl dice hate me. <laughs> See, I don't want to complain about it. I'm loving the game. Do not get me wrong. This is not. I. This is not. I is not intended to be a gripe fest. Oh, woe is me. I hate Blood Bowl. I'm loving it. I'm having fun in every single game I'm playing. I just keep watching. It's either either I'm rolling double pushes, or I'm rolling the exclamation star, and I'm playing elves. <laughs> so they're just dodging anyway. I'm like, but come on, gotta, I want you, to break something. you got to have a plan for elves. There are three elves in the league, and then there are two humans. Humans can be anything they want. Uh, Lizardmen are both dodge, stunty, Yep. And bash. I there just are, want to break something. Your issue is team. you have no skills. And in order you can bash as much as you want, but unless you actually score a touchdown, you lose. That's true. And you have I just, it's two to three. I have, just couldn't bash them enough. That's you the have point. No inherent ability at the start of a league to actually pick up a ball or score with it. Other than blind luck on the dice. My pass block sure hand uh Well, now that you have the skills, man, yes. Now that you have the skills. Who 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 dropped the Ball trying to pass it three freaking times in a row. I'm like, really? With pass and sure hands? I'm like, you SOB. Well, that's just, again, that's just stupid like said, luck at that I, point. I, I mean, it's, it's, there's it's, nothing you can do about that. That's I, like saying I rolled one for every die in the entire game. Well, then you lost. I know. And it's just, like I said, that's what's becoming frustrating is it's just like, I don't know. I'm just, I've had some bad luck with it. And as much as I'm having fun with the game. You're a religious guy. I, at this point, I'd say light a candle. <laughs> Light a candle for, so that my the el so that the uh, is that not okay? Well, I mean, for the elder gods, you know the uh, dear Lord, please let Cthulhu and his minions win this blood bowl game. Uh, yeah, that's not something I'm going to pray for. <laughs> it seems like blasphemy, doesn't it seem that way to you? We're completely rambling. I'm, I'm going to edit the, the hell out of this. Can't say I'm the expert. Talk. We'll just light a candle, say, "Dear God, please, why settle for the lesser evil?" <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So. All right. So that was my gaming was Blood Bowl this week. Um, I do have Diablo, but it's more of a deterrent than anything else. It's getting in the way of my painting. Oh, yep. And I haven't. I haven't been playing anything. I still got to play Skyrim. I haven't played it yet. They've already announced the expansion for it, and I haven't even played it. Well, I. I you know what? I I made a pretty big angry rant about Xbox. Yes, you did. Well, I was angry, and I feel like I have every right to be. But I'm going to give Xbox credit for one thing. They saw my tweet, and they actually responded anyway. They Did must, they really? They must have read. I mean, I I was not. I used foul language. I was very angry, and they had the cojones to actually say, "We saw your tweet. How can we help?" I haven't responded yet because I don't know what to say. It's like I have to admit, unless they give me a free Xbox, they're not getting another penny from me. The only way they're going to see money is if I buy one of their games. Yep. I'm not buying another Xbox, but if they want to fix this one, I'm all for it because then they at least know that I'm going to. Maybe you have to buy a peripheral or a new game. I'll do do that. I'll do that. Do tell them. You know, this is the third one I've bought, and it's the third Red Ring of Death. Help me out here. Yeah, it's like I'm not. I'm not doing this again. They're, you, you they're have, too expensive. Let the buyer to, beware. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, see, what, what was the expression that uh, uh, schizophrenia is doing the same thing and expecting Insanity, different results? Yeah. If I buy another Xbox, should I expect this one to work? Uh, you probably should. I mean, I think Bertolt pointed out that you had three of the early generation ones. That's that's a fair argument, and my response is, but I sent it to them twice to be fixed. True. If they knew it wasn't fixable, then they should have sent me a new Xbox. That's true. You know what? Here's the thing. I get another Xbox, I'm going to play it. How much time do I have in my life? It, do I want to go through the effort of getting one? How many games do you have? 
Well, I've sold a lot of them. I don't remember. Ten, maybe? Okay, but you've got ten games. Are they games you like? Well, yeah, that's why I have them. Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> Forgive me for thinking that's a dumb question. Well, no, but I'm just saying, my point is, you, you invested all this time and money into it, and now it's broken, and you still have all these pieces, and you still like it, if they're willing to give you a free one, even if you don't play it as often, the fact is, take it. Uh... I don't know. There's a part of me that doesn't want to take it. And I There's a part it, of me that thinks, you know what? Rather than give it to me, give it to someone else. I don't know. All I'm what? saying is it would and it would I think it would re- renew your faith in in It m- doesn't though. That's the thing. It's like there's a certain consumer morality involved and I can't figure myself out, but honestly that's what it is. It's like don't give it to me. Don't. Because I still don't love your company. I still don't trust you people. I'm still angry at you. Don't bother. I'm not a good investment. However, I'm still, I appreciate them being brave enough to actually face me knowing that I'm cursing them out on, on Twitter and not expecting, and they jump on anyway and say, we saw your tweet. What can we do? So I grant them credit for that. Good customer service. Yeah. Bad technicians. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess I'd be curious to hear people's responses if it's more polite than my so-called friend Tom. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I would say put it forth. You know what? This is the third one I got, but it's still an old. It's still one of the early editions. Ninety-nine percent of people. I'll send are, you this one. Send me a, send me one that's not one of these first generation yeah, ones. That's I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure that most people are going to say, "Don't be stupid. Take the free thing." But for some reason, I don't want to just take the free thing if I don't feel like. Well, I mean, they're I, trying to I make did, good. And, I, I mean, deserve it because I paid good money more than once for this stupid box, but I don't know. I don't know. I have to figure it out. There's something I have to I have to weigh out in my heart. I'm not sure what it is, but... I mean, they're trying to make good, and I mean, if you still, if you ever want to play Monday Night Halo again, you're going to need a box. Yeah, well, I already sold Halo. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, so uh, other than that... Um, I guess we should take ourselves a break, and when we get back, we're going to have ourselves a whole bunch of interviews. Yeah, we got a bunch of interviews coming up with people, uh, hopefully to talk about their summer plans and their tournament plans. That's the whole episode. It's our second anniversary, folks, 50 episodes. We've already done two Army reviews in the last month. We didn't know what to do, so why not have our friends on? And just, I mean, it's the start of summer. Let's talk about what what we're doing. Well, it's part of a way to celebrate two years is by bringing on a lot of the folks that we've had a chance to talk with before and see where they're at and see what their plans are. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be back and we'll be doing that. See you in a bit, guys. All right. So I guess we'll use this old army book as a hill and uh, we'll use this soda can as the dark tower of darkness, okay? Take your game to the next level with Weird World's Terrain. Our products are handcrafted and cast in lightweight, durable plastic resin that's sure to stand up to the rigors of battle. We're adding new products all the time, so if you're tired of the same boring hills and forests on your table, make Weird World's Terrain your destination for tabletop wargaming terrain. WeirdWorldsTerrain.com. What's your world? Check this out. This is Mark Dieter from Ohio Hammer and the Second Founding Podcast. Just wanted to say congratulations to Dave and Chris on 50 episodes. Here's to 50 more. Okay, we are back. Uh, and we're going to get into some, uh, some, some calls, some Skype calls with a bunch of our friends talking about their hobby in a minute. Um, so I, well, in a minute, why don't we just get to it? Let's I guess. do it. All right. 
All right, and we are here with our first guest of the evening. You all know him. He's been on the show plenty of times. It is Urza's Den owner and operator, Mr. Brian Steele. Hi, Brian. Hello, everyone. Crickets. Oh. <laughs> hey, Brian. Thank you for calling us all the way from Origins. Yeah, so you're at Origins, so tell us about what's going on this weekend. Uh, well, honestly, the show has been uh, has been pretty okay for us. Uh we're this is our our big open oh us now huh, I should probably tell explain you, tell the us who we are yeah 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 um well th- partially uh, I shouldn't say even partially I should say primarily due to the the presence way back way back in the way back machine we did a dark age segment mm-hmm. on Garage Gamer yeah we did a whole episode I like that we game. did a whole episode and when one of the owners at cool Mini or not heard that episode uh, they contacted me and wanted to bring me on board because of my passion for the game and my frankly my silky smooth and dulcet tones sweet googly moogly yep cool I literally listens to our show. Used- Used your podcast to talk my way into a job, and uh, starting out as just kind we're of a, a success. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped hearing anything Important after the guys who listen- and you're not were listening to the show. <laughs> well, you'd be so, honestly. I say this: uh, you'd be surprised who hears your show. Um, I can't name any names, but I know of at least two people overseas that everyone who listens to your show knows. And oh. at least one of those gentlemen has commented to me via Skype before about your show. So, wow, I'm there, feeling all fuzzy inside. There Thank are you. important people who uh, who listen to your stuff. Thank you, important listeners. Maybe yeah, they'll comment on li- the maybe, maybe they'll maybe, maybe listen, I should apologize. Code name Badger. Say what? Said if you're listening, code name Badger, because I can't say his name. He'd get mad at me. Oh, okay. Code name Badger. The crow flies at midnight. <laughs> All right, well, let's get on with this because now we're getting silly and confused. Okay, so Brian, you're uh, working over at Origins. It's a working holiday for you. It is. It's not even a holiday. This is just work, work. I, I work the booth all day long for Cool Mini or not. Um, I uh, have graduated from marketing schlep to um, the uh, a co lead on the Dark Age Miniatures game. Uh, it's me and another guy are in charge of making that game happen now. Uh, so are you in the whole nine yards? So you're helping design uh, the rules as well as take the direction of the game from the future. Do do you write the fiction as well? What what part do you take uh, part in? So far, pretty much um, what needs to get done that is in my skill set. If I can do it, I'll do it. Uh, the, our next big book, segue, our next big book uh, coming out in August, hopefully, a, I shouldn't say hopefully, it's, it's going to happen at Gen Con, uh, Dark Age Devastation. Um, that's our first expansion for the Dark Age book, uh, or for the Dark Age series, and I uh, I penned a lot of the fiction, uh, myself and uh, my my other, my co-lead, uh, Michael Chennault, Um we made sure all the rules are nice and uh, nice and cleaned up. I mean, obviously, I came onto the project midway, um, but since uh, since taking over, I'm really happy where where things are going. And Dark Age has some very very cool stuff coming down the road. Um, 
Well, can you give us any teasers? Teasers. Uh, well, Devastation, I can I can tell you straight up what Devastation is going to have in it. Yeah, um, yeah. Besides having some rules cleaned up, some new scenarios, because uh, some of the some of the stuff in the the original Apocalypse book is a little clunky, and we recognize that. So we've uh, we've we've given it a, a fresh coat of paint and given it the, the proper love it deserves. And uh, the big two things, the two things that everybody's going to be hounding for is there's actually two new uh, factions. Uh, one is a scarred fub, sub-faction, one of the new uh, one of the new cults. Uh, it's called the Cult of Metamorphosis. Um, it's a scarred cult that's really focused on the changing of your body into... A living weapon made of like you know metal and awesome cool stuff, and then the other the other faction then it's a it's a full blown army that people have started to see minis for. We've brought them to the shows. They they're not for sale yet. In fact, I'm actually I get to tease you guys. I'm actually looking at the masters right now. Uh, they're on my desk. I'm I I can fiddle with I'm fiddling with parts. Well, just put it in front of the microphone. I'm sure that'll help. Oh, there you go. Thanks. You see? <laughs> Can you hear the masters? There you go. Sounds very uh, detailed. <laughs> uh, are the is the faction? It's a, the first new faction we've done. Um, it is the the core, uh, which are basically uh, an army of robots that have been awakened by some foolish activity. Sorry, Brian. C O R P S or C O R E. C O R E, and if if I had two seconds, I could tell you exactly what that anagram stands for. Uh, as that I wrote it, and I can't remember right now. Always oh, two been seconds long... because you have to look it up. Shush. Nice, nice job. And you're the hey, guy who wrote shush. this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're uh, a jerk. Oh, that's over. I guess the um, working day's over over oh, the old oh, origins, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Brian Time Steel to get, to get your drink on. <laughs> <laughs> it is, in fact, Origins. Um, no, so the core are basically uh, almost like a hive mentality ant drone worker expansion bot system, an army full of robots that are expanding outward in search of fuel for their hive mind. They're, they're the, the, the central AI for people who are familiar with the game, can you tell us if these uh, if this this robot faction was designed by humans or not, or is that yes. part of the surprise? Uh, well, the the core we know that the core started out um, as a as a design idea by Asusa Dynamics. Uh, they're a, a, one of the companies that was on the planet. Okay, uh, they they created this cool self replicating kind of construction resource management force. Uh, the idea being that you know you put one of these on a ter- on a, a a hostile planet and it'll terraform it for you while you're rocketing across space to get to it. Uh, except, of course, as we know from people who know the history, is that they pull the plug on the planet and everybody has to you know get the heck off of uh, off a of dodge. And so when they do so, they just kind of let let the program run. You know, there's they. No reason to you know, pull the plug on it. It'll run out of juice. Not a big deal. Except something comes along later and wakes it back up. Nice. Cool. Sounds interesting. I'm excited for this, actually. This uh, cool. if, you, if you go to our uh, our Facebook page, the, the Dark Age Games Facebook page, right. uh, we've, we've put up a couple of teasers of some of the pictures of some of the, of some of the bots. I want to say the 
Pathfinder is up, uh, one of the menials is up, and there is a, uh, it's a, a very big robot called the, the Pseudo, uh, and it, um, it's, the, the big Pseudo is actually a shield generator, uh, like a little walking, walking protector of other robots. So for those who like to play the game, would you say that this is, from the tactics side, would you say that this army is more quantity, more quality, somewhere in between, or just a lot of special rules? How do they fit? Um, in the initial, the initial starter box is going to be most, almost, almost it's going to run like anybody else. Uh, it's got one big guy, two medium-sized big guys, and three little schleppy guys, which are still hard. I mean, they're robots. It, it's you, Whether or not you're a five-foot-tall robot or a five foot tall person makes the difference when you're made of metal. So, so maybe, maybe the selling point of this particular faction is that they're hard to knock down. They're hard to take down. Is um, the selling point, the selling point for this faction, when people actually get the rules for them in August, um, is they are going to, and I've, I, we've said this on the, on the Facebook, um, they are the first, uh, you know what? We've talked about St. Luke before, how mm-hmm. he is a model that has multiple options. Yeah. Right. The core is an army of multiple options. Cool. Shoot, oh, that there's sounds a lot. broken. Shoot. Ah, <laughs> rage quit. Rage quit right now before the book comes out. I'm playing the ice cast, and now I want to play two factions. I thought this was Garage Hammer, not Rage Hammer. Oh, I'm full of rage. Just ask Ben Curry. The Rage Hammer. That. Oh, that's what I'm going to call you from now on. You are now Garage Hammer for Garage Quitting. <laughs> Rawr. Oh God! So, what are your personal plans for hobbying and stuff this summer? That's kind of what we're. Uh... My personal plans right now, I've got my my Necrons need some uh, need need a little bit of model love. I've I bought a lot of the new stuff and got it put together, and there's some primer on it, but I haven't actually put brush to paint in a while. Uh, other than doing so for clientele, like freely, because. You know, despite all my extra ability or all my extra stuff I got to do for Cool Mini, um, my my new duties there, I've still maintained to try and keep up with my uh, my painting and sculpting uh, on the on the side. And uh, it's it's been a little taxing here and there. And the people you know, the people who are listening that are my loyal customers, uh, thank you for being patient and uh, not burning me at the stake because. Uh, being lead on a game and trying to get marketing done and running the Facebook pages and now recently the editor-in-chief of a third-party miniatures game magazine, um, my time is a little drawn thin. <laughs> so I, I thank you for understanding and uh, if I've got something of yours that you desperately need with the now, um, email me and I'll see if I can't squeeze it into the schedule faster. You are one busy man. So you're going to be getting yourself a night scythe or a doom scythe? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's uh, well, funny story. I actually scratch built one. You know, I've, I've been doing scratch build kit bashes for years. Sure. I scratch built one exactly one week, seven days to the day before they release the picture of the new one. <laughs> so obviously, my little yo. Know, Subpar, uh, sub because it really was kind of subpar compared to what they what they did. GW knocked out of the park with that kit, so I uh, I will be shedding my old crappy one and uh, getting one of the new ones, if not two of the new ones, because I really like that model. 
Nice. I understand. I'm I'm painting a Balrog right now, which is a great model. It's a terrific model. But mm. Forge World has admitted that they're going to be making the the Kadai Destroyer, and the moment they do. I'm going to take one look at the Balrog and kind of, no. <laughs> bye-bye, Balrog. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye, Balrog. Paint it nice. We'll put it up on eBay. You can make a little money to pay for your Kadai Destroyer. No, I'm going to paint it crappy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, so, are you, uh, b- uh, okay, um, before, uh, good thinking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, before, um, before we wind up uh, letting you get back to, to work, He's not at work anymore. Before we get before we let you get your drink on, um, how uh, how you feeling about next month with the rumored up and coming new book? I'm excited. Oh, for I'm, yeah, I'm I'm over the moon. Um, you know me. I've mentioned it before on your guys' site that I really hate pre measured ranges, and everything I'm reading looks like six. That's going to go that way. Um, so I'm get used to it. I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I really like every, pretty much everything they did with Eighth Ed, with Eighth Ed Fantasy. So, you know, I'll suck it up. I'll deal with it. I enjoy my armies and the game too much to to rage quit over stuff I haven't read yet. So, I was very surprised when they made the jump from seventh to eighth with pre measured. But I have to admit that is not a problem in in practice. The game works very well. Despite or perhaps because of pre-measured ranges, that's only my opinion. Agree to disagree on that. (laughs) I I still, I still don't care for it, but I, I take my lumps and deal with it if I want to play the game. Fair enough. Well, Harrison and I will also be picking up a copy of the book when it comes out. So when we do a little bit of garage gamer talking about the new book, because I'll actually, I'll wind up loaning it to Christopher and letting him read it too. Yeah, I don't see myself getting into 40k. I I don't see myself necessarily doing it. I mean, I have an orc army, so I can if I want to. Mm-hmm. I can see, I don't see myself buying another army after that, though. It's just, it's getting... Expensive? Yeah, it's getting too expensive. Yeah, I can't afford to get involved in another one, but... But Harrison really wants to, and since we have an orc army and the start of a chaos space marine army, you know, at the very least, I'll read it and we'll hear what Brian has to say, and then he can come over and I could play him and he could beat me. There you go. And if I beat him, he'll make I, me an orc truck. He promised. I, I absolutely. If you can, if you can beat me on a forty k table, I'll make you an orc truck. I'll make it all fancy. Yay, orc truck! Uh, we'll just play the gray knights or something. Just no, take no, I gotta beat them with my orcs. Pretend that they're gray knights. Oh yeah, I'll do a count as. Oh, no, 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 don't. Oh my, don't. <laughs> no, 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 Brian, Brian, we're just we're just baiting you because we're that's all we saw. We're that's all we saw at Adepticon. Oh my god! You are not wrong. You are absolutely not wrong. The Adepticon uh, counts as insanity. Was maddening. See, I'm surprised that that was allowed in the tournament, but I, I don't know enough about 40K. To- I, was, I was shocked. I didn't realize that people, in fact, until I was listening to, I think it was the end of, it was one of the, one of the 40K podcasts, that people were just bringing their models, not adjusting them, not changing them, not doing anything with them, just simply, these are Grey Knights because I don't have Grey Knights, but I want to play Grey Knights because they win. I was kind of shocked that that was allowed. <laughs> and, I yeah. and I understood why Brian was angry once I understood the scope of what was being done. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like the Orctonians that... Uh, well, I'm speaking ignorantly, though. I just, I'm surprised that WYSIWYG doesn't apply. I, I, yeah. It's supposed to. It's supposed to. But a lot of, of tournament organizers will overlook these sorts of things for the sake of art. 
and a very pretty Count's As army will get a little more slack than someone who has a poorly painted Count's As army. Hmm. Oh, goodness. Well, let's not get in that whole discussion because I don't want to upset you before you get drinking because then you'll be yelling at the waitress. <laughs> he will not. One more. If I know Brian Steele, he's not yelling at the waitress. <laughs> oh, come on now. Maybe raising his I voice, but not yelling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Brian, if you got one big hope for your new book, what would it be? Let's wrap it up with that. One big hope for your new book. Which book are one we talking about? Forty K. Yeah, the, the Forty K book. I, um, I know your oh, hope for, for devastation is that it sells wait, well. But, I'm confused. Which yeah, new book are you talking about? Forty K. Sorry. Oh, for the sixth ed. Yeah. Um, I w- I desperately want the uh, the the elimination of the parking lot. Me too. Currently, currently, what does that, what does that mean for someone who doesn't play 40k? This is a fantasy for podcast. Someone who doesn't so play 40k, yeah. there's a very big trend right now for everybody getting into transports and using it effectively as just a line of sight blocker and one ablative hit. You know, you've got to blow up my tank before my dudes get out. You know, I would love to see something in six that that makes that far more punitive. You know, if you blow up a tank around me, I want half that squad kaput. You know, I'm it. I want to see armies on the table, not 10 tanks. Understood. I think that's part of the reason I was turned off by 40K is it seemed more like a model Yeah, that's game, kind of, yeah, that's, you know, like, a, like tanks and planes than it does, does for troops. Exactly. That's the part of it that I wasn't, in, I wasn't liking when I was seeing it, too. So we're all in agreement there. Oh. That's the big thing. That's the, that's the big thing. The other, the other thing I'd like to see is uh, something for armies that can't handle the assault to deal with it. Um, Are you talking about like the tower? I understand they're not very good at it. The tower abysmally poor at it. Not not just not just bad at it. I mean, they are if if their line has been breached, they're done for. And there's a lot of tower players out there that I don't want to say rage quit, but they've definitely they they hung up their army for a while when uh, when fourth and fifth ed came through. And I'm hoping some of the little mini rumors that I've heard about six that are true, uh, because I really would love to see some of these heavy shooty armies be able to stall out that close combat as much as possible to give them, to give them a fighting chance. I hear that. Something like suppressive fire to slow them down, maybe? Something, something. I've heard some good rumors. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, propagate them here, but they've, I, uh, yeah, I've, I know the ones you're talking about. I kind of like them myself. Yeah. And now, and also anything to uh, knock the orcs down a peg because, well, I hate your army. <laughs> that's, that's, but that's a person. That's a personal thing, you know. All right. Stupid greenskins turning into fungus as of Gorkamorka jerks. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I was never a big fan of that particular storyline, but we could just ignore it. Maybe it'll go away. <laughs> you guys are jerks. All right, listen, Brian. <laughs> um, Time is a tyrant. We're going to have to move to our next call. But listen, thanks for coming on, and we definitely want to have you on in a month or so. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Well, we're going to talk to we're going to be talking to the Jeff Creaser from the Circle City Circuit, and then we got a couple of show regulars, and we also later have the guys coming on from Ohio Hammer, Painting Table, and possibly Romeo from Battle Foam. Awesome. If you do get a hold of Romeo, um, tell him that uh, Brian from Cool Mini says hi. All right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Talk to you soon, brother. All right. Take it easy, guys. Take, take it care, Brian. Holy garage hammer. This is the f***ing hammer, boys. 
and we're out here at the Midwest Rampage. We don't see any of you around, so you must be drawing your beds to sleep by now. Pretty sad, stable fares, and thinks. We're just going to let this line stay open until I finish this PBR. How many voicemails do you have to share? Honky lips. Hello. Hey, what's up, Dave? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Lizardman Jeff. How are you? <laughs> hey, how's it going, Chris? Good, thanks. Good. Excellent. All right, and up next on our summer o fun. Wah wah wah! How'd you like that? That was awesome, wasn't it? Do 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 do. Lizardman Jeff. Lizardman Jeff. Yeah. How's it going, guys? See, I, thought, I was hoping you'd come in with a song, too. Let's try uh, that again. I, I'm not do, 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 do. you got to just jock rock your life. It, it works okay, better. Okay, hold on, hold on. It's Liz Medjiff. Oh, yeah. I'm here on the Garage Hammer Show. Hell, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Preach on, brother. That's it. <laughs> thank you, thank Standing you. Standing in line at the post office, going to buy some commemorative stamps. See, you just jock rock everything. Thank you, Pat Oswald. Thank you, Pat and Donald. <laughs> so, Jeff. Welcome that, back to the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. Uh, so when are we going to have a little more Circle City Circuit? I know you got married and getting kids and all this stuff. but uh, yeah. Kind of puts a damper on, on the hobby. But uh, we, we are in the works for uh, this season. What's with the responsibility? Three. What is this? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, we're planning on starting back up around September. I believe us. Uh, Tournament one will be on September eighth, uh, but we'll definitely have some more details on that coming out as we uh, get things finalized. Cool, excellent, excellent. So, have you had any hobby time whatsoever, or at least dreams of future hobby time for the summer? Definitely dreams, definitely dreams. I remember what it was like to have free time way back <laughs> when, but uh, uh, I, you know, I haven't been able to do a whole lot of hobby recently just because at my old place I didn't really have a, a whole lot of space to do hobby, and all of my stuff was still packed up. But uh, the first room that we got unpacked in the new house was actually my man cave. Nice. So I've got all of my Warhammer stuff set up, and I've actually started painting again. So uh, I've really got the uh, the Warhammer bug again, and I'm starting to paint my Sotek army. And trying to get that finished, uh, so that's what I'm working on this summer is trying to uh, build some more of that army, uh, do some more conversions and stuff, and, and hopefully have something, and hopefully be able to make it to Adepticon last year. I was in the process of closing on the house this year, so once again I was uh, missed Adepticon. But Did you, you know. miss last year because someone went and got planned a wedding during Adepticon. Yeah, yeah, my friend Lanson got married, and I said then that there was a very short list of things that would cause me to miss Adepticon. However, what I didn't know is there was a back page of things that I had never even considered. <laughs> so. uh, I, I discovered that. Surprise, this year, surprise. So I'm, I'm really hoping to make it next year, though. Me too. I'd like to meet you face to face. Yeah, seriously, seriously. But yeah, so my, my summer is going to be spent, uh, just trying to get this army finished. And maybe, you know, if I get some free time with the kid, uh, going and playing some at the local game preserve at the north side. Uh, but I am definitely planning on the, uh, Circle City Circuit. So, uh, regardless, I will be running that series, uh, whether or not I'm still playing. But, uh, it's a lot of fun to run that. And, you know, uh, it's something I can do relatively on my off time. So it's easy to plan and facilitate. 
Well, so for your painting hobby uh, this summer, what you plan on painting? You said you're going to be building a Sotek army. What do you still need to paint? Oh, man, lots of stuff. Uh, I've got my Saurus painted. I've got some Skinks painted. I'm working on my Temple Guard right now. Um, I had some pictures of them on Facebook. I haven't posted pictures in a long time. But I'm about halfway done with those. After I get those done, I'm planning on converting some pterodons because I don't really like the uh, current Lizardman pterodon models, so I've got an idea for that. Yeah, um, they could use an update. Yeah, seriously. And the thing I really don't like is the difference between the previous edition pterodons and the new ones was so minimal that I'm, I'm surprised that they even resculpted them. But, you know, that's neither, neither here nor there. So I'm, I'm just going to make my own so I can uh, – have something unique in my army for for that as well, but uh, I still got a long ways to go on that. I need my Scrox unit for that. Um, some some uh, salamanders, um, a couple of that are bits and bobs, but you know it's starting to come together slowly but surely. And it's something that I put a lot of time in. I'm really hoping it, it comes out well in the end. Kind of an unrelated question, still related to the lizardmen. I don't hear many lizardmen player ever taking. Razor dons is that because they're just no good? I mean, oh man, no. They're in my opinion, in my humble opinion, they're garbage. Okay. Uh, there's so many downsides to the razor don. I mean, they can't march and shoot. Uh, if you stand and shoot and you roll a misfire, you don't shoot at all. Uh, you have to roll to hit, and you know that's fine. But even if you roll the max hits on one of them, that's that's ten. Uh, you have to hit on fours usually, so you're only getting half those hits, and then you have to roll to wound. So in the end, you're only getting a couple of wounds uh, at strength four, whereas uh, with the template, you're going to hit God knows how many in a block of, of uh, infantry. And then even the single wound causes the panic check. So salamanders are just so far and beyond the razor dons that uh, there's really no use for them that I've found. I mean, I've been thinking about using them to clear up, like, fast cap and stuff like that. But in the end, a skink unit, a, a unit of 10 skinks is 70 points, and they can get the job done just as well. So it sounds like a shackle. It's just a bad choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really hope in the new edition or the new Lizardman book that comes whenever that that's something that they fix. All right. Well, what about – let's get back to um, the Circle City Circuit. So you plan to start up again in September. Do you have any surprises for your players? Any direction you want to take the tournament? Uh, oh, we, we are revamping the entire circuit. Uh, we, we've come up we, – these past two years we've learned quite a bit about um, – our players and what it is they want and what works and what doesn't. So we are completely revamping everything. I'm not going to give too much away right now, but uh, we have four unique events this season instead of six, and that's strictly because, you know, I'm having a kid. I just don't have the time to, oh, to do the extra. Slacker, yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, we, we are definitely doing things different, and we have some interesting twists that we will be throwing in. And I, I don't know if you guys heard, but the uh, the way GW distributes prize support has changed a little bit. So uh, we can potentially up uh, our prize support from the venues a little more. Cool. So um, we might be able to finagle some more prize support out of our uh, venues and maybe add a little more to the prize pool. I thought I just I I was under the impression GW isn't supporting independent tournaments anymore. Um, well, I, I think if you are uh, like a, a high enough sponsor store, like I know the Game Reserve has been with them forever, so they have a really good relationship with Games Workshop. Yeah, they they've been consistently one of the best independent retailers of. Games Workshop for how long have they been around? Twenty years? I mean, uh, thereabouts. Around? Yeah, and I must say that the Game Preserve is the best game store around. Look, when I'm in Indiana, I don't shop anywhere else. So yeah, Me there's neither. really no reason to. 
I do love them. I do love them. Of course, my heart is torn because now I'm here and I've got unique gifts and games. But when I'm in Indiana, there's no other place I'd go. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. well I suppose uh, somebody else has to take another state. Game Reserve can't have it all. That's right. Of course, I've got dear friends who work for both. So I am I am definitely biased. I love them both. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, I haven't had the chance to come up to unique gifts and games, but maybe one day. Well, Illinois is waiting for you. We're ready. We're ready for a lizard man, Jeff, in our lives. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to come up. Uh, to spread my spawning pools all over the <laughs> Oh, <again>. God. <laughs> uh, this is getting creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. Well, yeah. Do you have any other projects besides the Lizardmen and besides the uh, besides the tournament, the uh, Circle City Circuit? Anything? Because that's that not enough. Yeah, what seriously. Else, what else yeah, between planning for the baby, getting the house ready, and all that other jazz, you know. Any dreams of another army of free time? In the but no, no. Actually, I've been reading the new Empire book, and I've got a ton of Empire stuff from from back in the day uh, when I was thinking about running that army at one point. So I've really been reading that book. Uh, but again, the chances of me assembling, painting, and learning how to play a new army at this point are slim to none. So. I've just been kind of, you know, thinking about conversions that might be fun for that army. And, you know, maybe I might work on something here and there. So if I ever do get it together, then I'll have something cool for that army, too. But other than that, um, I don't know. I'm kind of leading the boring life of uh, uh, the non-hobby existence with children and wife and job and all that good stuff. So Real, real life is going to take you away, but it's amazing how strongly the siren song of Warhammer is. You know, oh. the second you have a chance to get back to it. As soon as I put my models out of these boxes, it just hit me again. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you start unpacking, it's like, oh, man, it's a box of cavalry. I really want to put these guys together. And I found models I didn't even know I had. <laughs> That's a good feeling. I love it when you look through old boxes. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I can't it. remember that. Awesome. I wish I had the money now, but yeah, the model's good enough. It's almost like buying new models because you put yeah. them away for a time and then you sort of rediscover all the things you forgot. You sort of, oh, yeah, that was an impulse buy from mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. years ago. It's like finding a fi- It's like finding a fiber in your pocket <laughs> when you didn't know. Hey, I put, you put on a fresh pair of pants and find clothes. You're like, hey, what the heck? I didn't know I had money in this pocket. Indeed, indeed. I thought you said fiber, like a piece of fiber, and I was like, what are you talking about? Yes, this is CSI. It's like finding that bit of fiber in your pocket that leads you to the killer. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. What we have here is, take glasses off here, murder. Not on my watch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. Well, listen, Jeff, um... You know, keep in touch, obviously. I mean, we talk by email and stuff like that. Um, we're definitely going to have you back when we talk uh, a little more lizard men. Um, obviously, before the, the circuit gets on. And now that we have a reliable Skype, once so now instead of us reading your shout-outs, you can come on and give us a Circle City Circuit update after every tourney. Awesome. Sounds good. Fantastic. Dude, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. I love that tournament. If, if, I, if, I, if I didn't have three children of my own and more responsibilities than I know what to do with, I would totally come up for those tournaments. I mean, a a, 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 a series of tournaments. It's it's like, I mean, I, everyone knows who listens to how much I love playing in campaigns, doing you know a series of games that are interconnected that means something. Uh, so a series of tournaments. It's just it's like a, a, a campaign of tournaments. It's even crazier. I just yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. And something to think about in the future is we're trying to incorporate all of the game preserve stores. So uh, maybe at some point, if we have a tournament at Lafayette. 
store, you guys might be able to stop by. That would be incentive. I haven't seen Carlos in a while, and he's engaged now, so I need to I need to go down there anyway. Excellent, excellent. Well, maybe we can set something up. Cool, fantastic. <laughs> I'd love it. All right, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I always love being on the show. And for everything, for all the changes in your life, congratulations. Oh, yeah, thank congrats. You. Thank hey. you guys. And, and <laughs> to another the- two years of fantastic podcasting. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. <laughs> all right, guys. All thanks right. for having me on the show. I'll talk to you later. Take, take it easy, partner. Bye. And with that, I think it's time we're going to take us a little commercial break. Uh, how about you? Okay, and then we'll be back. We'll, we'll be we'll back have... with uh, Cranky Lawyer. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think I'm getting sick again. (laughs) If a game is only as good as the person who plays it, then the best games can be found at Unique Gifts and Games. Collectible and classic card games, board games, RPGs, tabletop miniatures, hobby tools, and more all found within. And so is an amazing community of fellow gamers, as well as dedicated gaming tables, terrain, and a library of open games to try. It's also your source for Unseen Lurker, the independent tabletop wargaming magazine. Stop by for Warhammer Fantasy Mondays, 40K Tuesdays, and War Machine Wednesdays. Demos and tournaments are alive and well at UGG. Check their website at uniqueugg.com for their calendar of events or call 847-548-8270. Don't forget about the rewards program, their convenient location in downtown Grays Lake, Illinois, and their friendly staff. Unique gifts and games. Great gamers mean great gaming. Oi, this is Gaz from the Black Sun. It's only like 9 a.m. here in the Queen's England. We love it here. We've just had curry and eggs. It's a fine breakfast. All you yanks, what are you doing? You're probably sleeping in your sad little bed boy now. <laughs> and we're back. All right, let's get into it. We've got a couple of people waiting in the lurches to jump on and introduce themselves. I'm kind of having fun with this. Just a string of... Uh... I'm not. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... <laughs> All right. Click. That should be the Weird World's terrain music. What? Oh, yeah, that's it. God, if I had something heavy, I'd throw it at your face. Right at your face! At your face! Oh, he better answer the phone. Oh, goodness. <laughs> there he is! Wait! Was that... That was him. Was that a cranky? Is it a cranky? There you are! Oh, it's a cranky lawyer! How's it going, gentlemen? Very good. How are you? Uh, having a little technical difficulties here, but we'll just have to make do. Are you getting clearer and clearer? So whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it right, cranky. Thank you. <laughs> So welcome back to the show, Mr. Cranky Lawyer. And uh, my response, of course, is, oh, well, you're here. Yes, I love you, too. (laughs) I love you, too. Looking forward to seeing you at Bits. Thanks. Me, too. Can't wait. Less than three weeks. Yeah, I'm excited. I've got a little bit more painting to do, so I'm in crunch time now. I've got about 12 models and some movement trays. I have to paint my whole army. Do you really? Yes. (laughs) Godspeed, you cranky lawyer. It's easy. I've almost uh, decided on the paint scheme. So what's in Dude, your you list? You better rock and roll. What's in your <laughs> list, Cranky? Oh, uh, since we're going to talk about our summer plants, chaos doors. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> you know, Jesus hates those things. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. 
All right. So seriously, though, Cranky, uh, what are your? We're talking our big summer plans as we're kicking off our big summer here. Uh, we know you're coming down to bits in about three weeks, so that'll be a big summer deal. Well, it's all downhill from there. You know, everything else will be a letdown. Oh, uh-huh. a certain Grant will love to hear that. The highlight <laughs> of your summer. Uh, well, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time with the uh, family and carting the kids around to eight thousand different summer camps. Oh, and, uh, you know, here in Maine, we're close to the ocean, you know, so we you. get to, uh, you know, go freeze ourselves to death in uh, nearly freezing water. <laughs> it's what we do for fun. I take it it doesn't get very warm up there? Is that the case? Is that what you're suggesting? It does not get very warm at all. Uh. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll be a lot warmer here so you can warm up in Chicago. Okay, so your big summer plans are culminating in about three weeks. So you're taking ogres, right? Yes. Did you want to talk about your list at all, or did you want to, I mean, I know it's closed list, and this will be airing, you know, two weeks before bits, but uh, are you are you keeping anything under wraps or anything you could tell us? Or He's going to have some ogres. I'm going to have some ogres, yeah. and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's going to have some monsters calf. It's going to have some iron guts. Shuckers. <laughs> you know, maybe some of those cannons. Maybe. Maybe. Cannons. Plural. Plural. Well, oh, don't they come in a set of two? Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Buy one, get one free. Right. You, you, when you bought the kit, you didn't make it into the scrap launcher? The what? <laughs> <laughs> you can make it into something else? <laughs> you can, but what's the point? Oh, I thought those, all those novelists were just wound markers. <laughs> there you go. That's, hey, there's a use for them, at least. They're wound counters. They're there to like throw into your opponent's coffee. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Ogres. Well, very, you better start painting, man. You're just going to have to like, yeah, I've, I've paint got, all these things uh, with a roller I've brush. I've got 16 plus 18, and then another 6, so that's what... 24, 29, uh, 20. 16 and 18 is 34 plus. 31 models I've got to do. Rock and roll, brother. Rock and roll. Did you say 16 plus 18 plus 4? No, 6. Oh, plus 6. 16, well, 16 plus. Don't start messing with my math. Okay, because that just comes to 40. I'm just saying, if you're saying 31, you're going to no, get to 31 I, I, and be I like, I don't have hell? 41 models. Okay. That'd be a big, big army. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be just way too many models. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want that. No, God uh, help you. No, no, you don't want too many models in your army. Yeah, I think that that was one of my blocks of dwarves last year. <sighs> That's I, I know the feeling as I'm looking over at my, <laughs> my PC. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah, you, you're half a point zombies or whatever the heck they cost. Oh, it's beautiful, though. And I'm, had, I'm and, kind of in the same boat. On one hand, I've got the, the most expensive army in the game. On the other, I've also got one of the cheapest units, and I took 40 of them. So. Yep. Well, what would you decide to use for the hobgoblins? Uh, two hand weapons each. No, but what model? Uh, the bodies are plague monks, and I'm using heads from regular common goblins and the goblin wolf riders. Uh, All right. Many of them were like the fur caps that kind of have that Mongol sort of the the, the Mongol looks, and that looks appropriate for a lot of the art for the for the hobgoblins, and it looks all right. I well, like you haven't painted them yet, so I've painted half of them. I still have to build and paint the other twenty. 
Couldn't you pretend that the other ones are like just in shadow? Yeah, I could do that. There's a big dark cloud over this part, so that's why they looked all gray. Reasonably sure. Not only will I get best sports, but best painted too for that. You could take cotton and spread and like floof it out and put it overhead with little plastic sticks and be like, these are the clouds. Mm-hmm. Let me. I'm writing this down called, as you speak. It's, it's like a unit filler. Unit filler. Unit filler? Yes, we'll make big rocks oh. out of styrofoam. And you could put one knobler on top of like a 40 by 40 rock. Dave's going to include a unit filler in his army. It's called the Coven Throne. Right. I, I've been reading about how to kill that. <laughs> yeah, shoot at it. Exactly. Oh, Hillary, it's got it four names. up ward. <laughs> it's a chariot. It's got a four up ward. Give it's it the live. finger. It's going to live. Or you could shoot two cannons at it and then charge your ogres into it. It's well, there won't be anything live. left to charge into it. But I, when I was reading the rules for it, I was sure that you weren't really taking it, and instead it was the mortise engine. <laughs> no, he's really taking it. Uh, it's yeah, I know, but I, I, right I, next to I the didn't mortise have, engine. I didn't have the, the cast going when I was reading the rules. I'm like, no, 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 it must be this other one. I, I, I love the mortise engine. I have a mortise engine built, um, uh, and it's right next to the coven throne right now that's almost built. Uh, I've, I've come to the conclusion that a coven throne is pretty much only good at 3,000 points or more. And even then, it winds up being really expensive to put the Lord on it and make it effective. But I'm using it. I said I would, and I am. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, it's a cool-looking model. It's on the table. There it is. It's got the little ghosty guys going, ooh, coming off of it. And... Hey, and the fact is I wanted one, and now I had an excuse to buy one. But, honey, I've got to be internationally stupid. I need to buy one. You know, when this thing does well, you'll all see. You'll all see. Then you'll wake up. <laughs> Dave, it's time for the second hey, wait, day. Okay, wake wait, up. wait a minute. Do you realize, okay, th- I'm Dave. I'm not the one you're supposed to be attacking and making fun of. That was then. This is now. No, no. <laughs> I love this year. <laughs> No, 2012 is not the year of of Cranky versus Dave. I like Dave, Cranky. I'm mad at you. Why? Because he's still there. And listen, you ran the contest. Thank you, Cranky. It is his fault. <laughs> it's my fault. You were the one that he's in your basement, right? Well, you're going to be too. Yeah, but he's going to be there. And now that just ruins the highlight of my summer. I've ruined his entire summer. Victory is assured. Well, thanks, Cranky. It's nice to know that I have this kind of power over you. No, it's Dave's fault, not yours. Oh, right on, right on, right on. No, I really I really like this whole direction. I've been friends with Christopher for 25 years. I can't just throw him off a show because you don't like him, Cranky. Throw me off a You try and throw me you off the show. You the contest money. I, what, what contest? What the hell are you talking the about? The shout-outs. And we ran a contest. Right, and then he didn't follow through. No, 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 no. There was nothing in all that legalese that said we actually had to get rid of him. It was whoever came up with the best replacement. Dave, when are you going to learn that legalese says whatever I want it to say? Oh, well, crap. You should have explained it to me beforehand then. No, I wasn't your lawyer at the time. <laughs> okay, this was... Uh, I, <laughs> This isn't fun anymore. I'm enjoying the hell out of this. <laughs> it I hasn't this been is... fun for Christopher for several episodes now. Uh, we made it work. We made it work. But this this is definitely a direction that I can support. Cranky, you're doing a good job. 
You're still picking me up at the airport, right, Dave? <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course. As long as you stop trying to get me to get rid of Christopher or else somehow extort money back from me. I didn't ask for any money back. I just asked for you to get rid of Christopher. <laughs> I can't. Now you've said it on the air. If something happens to him, it's going to come right back to me. I'm half the decisions on the show. Yeah. The that's the thing. Ones. It's a 50-50. That's part of the rules. Hey, Chris, can we get rid of you? No. See, that's it. It's done. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of power at that point. <laughs> but if it makes you feel better, Cranky, he did bring it up just now in a committee. Just now. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I see. I need, I need a second. Do I have a second? Yes. But you're not part of the committee. You're just on the phone. You forgot to read the legalese closely. <laughs> I'm now 51% of the votes. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Did he say boats or votes? I think he said he has 50 boats. He lives in Maine. It makes sense. I believe him. That'll help no, no, no. Those are my models. Oh. That's what I'm bringing. Ogre boats. <laughs> Ogre boats. Cool. <laughs> this takes up the table. I win. It is a barge. Where is this conversation going? Where has it gone? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just... I wanted to have Cranky on and some people to talk about the summer, and next thing I'm getting yelled at by a lawyer. Okay, Cranky. You so, know, I have I have to shift back to Christopher now because fair enough. apparently Bobina yes. is in a sort of an underdog, you know, help the retarded boy sort of way, uh-huh. is fond of you, strangely. <laughs> Christ, this isn't going to be good. This is not going to be good. Smiling from ear this to ear. not going to end well. Okay. It'll put the focus back on your ass. I like this. Yeah, because <laughs> Bobina's focused on my ass. She does like me. All right. Where's this going, Is Cranky? Is she coming on the air or not? I invited her. I don't think she's coming on the air. She's reading the Game of Thrones cookbook. She's going to cook you, Did you see the uh, – did you guys talk about the email she sent you? Uh, no, because I just got it while we were on the air with somebody else. Well. I invited – okay, well, here we go. I invited her on the show, to which she responded – um. Oh my God! I got a couple of emails. I'm busy reading the new cookbook, A Feast of Ice and Fire, the Game of Thrones companion cookbook. She's going to make cranky mutton and onion ale broth with a side of peas porridge tomorrow. She's got to go find lamb bones. Khaleesi is her favorite character because they have so much in common. Common. She is a mother of dragons, after all. Um. She's benefited greatly from cranky being in the hobby. Apparently, her shoe broke today. And he was able to uh, get out his Instacure glue and fix her shoe. So Cranky is not only a wonderful lawyer, but he is a cobbler, apparently, in his spare time. Um, I'm li- next email said she's listening happily to all our awesome strategies with Cranky. She may consider an interview in the future if we love her email. I, I, and I do love getting these emails. I do love the email. And... There's another one, apparently. And then the third one says, oh, I really like Christopher, by the way. Why, thank you, Paulina. Thank you so much. And he'll show up at your house. He's already he's already got a map out. In front. He's got MapQuest out. If there's one state that wants to take out its ire on Christopher, which is it? Um, I've said After it, all I've, the I've, things I've, he I've, said. <laughs> you have. I'm not sure so which, I'm not sure which one to actually. Lure him to Maine so they can kill him. It might be Indiana as well. Yeah, I've, I've, I've. Uh, well, he had to leave Indiana, didn't he? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Something about a shotgun and a posse. I've been in a few states, and uh, I've left a few states. We've been in a few states together. <laughs> uh, 
not all of them, not all of them uh, talk about on the airable. Talk aboutable? Yes, on the airable. I can't think of a good word. I'm all flustered because Cranky was yelling at me. Well, you deserve. I'm it. not used to it. No, do you, you deserve. Do, it. How do you handle your staff meetings? I mean, does you? I don't go. To it's them. a big huggy, touchy feely school, or no? I. You know what? I just either don't go to them, or when I go to them, I just use quartermaster and play on my phone and pretty much sit in a corner and ignore everybody. Man, if I went on my phone and played in the middle of a meeting, I would get canned. Well, yeah, but... Chris, my, we really need you to talk about this. Beep, 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 I'm beep, sitting beep. in a meeting and they're just talking about different strategies for effective getting through to the students, and I already do that quite well. So I thought you gave up. Oh, yeah, no. He, if he I, gets through to the students by making fun of them on Facebook. It works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was making fun of them just the other day. Hey, they love me. The kids, you have no idea. Today was the last day of finals. Half a dozen kids came in my room in between each final, coming in to give me a hug, say goodbye. Some kids were actually crying. They're going, I'm going to miss you. I can't wait to see you again next year. They Lord. just want an A, that's all. They were not my students anymore. They just come in. They come in on their lunch period because rather than go to the cafeteria, they come and sit in the back of my classroom and do homework, and they just like to be in my room and listen to my lectures from a class they already had a couple years ago. Because then they get to the really hard teachers, and I become their favorite uncle. Oh, my God. Here's another email just came in. Oh, uh, is this the one that's going to explain is it all? jealous. I just love your okay, delightful personalities. Keep it up. She can hear us. Oh. Christopher, she can hear you. This is your chance. Unless, unless. Now, now, Cranky, you just heard that. He is egging me on. I'm not egging him on. I'm just That's egging out... me on. I, that What you just did is egging me on. I that's disagree. egging. I disagree. You I can have disagree. No That's like saying well, how would yes you describe no. it, David? Uh, I'm just uh, listen. You told me to read the emails, cranky, and obviously for a reason. I'm just I, you, look. You know me when I, I think, told you that before this one came. What? Right. Well, if she can hear us, here we go. This is it, Bobina. Wait, wait, wait. You caught Let a good one. You. you caught a good one. Oh darn! <gasps> I can't hear you. Well, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I can hear real. Are you saying anything? Because you're muted right now. He was complimenting you, Cranky, telling her she caught a good one. Crickets. He doesn't know how to respond to, to, to compliments. It's <laughs> David, why would you lie like that? You didn't. You didn't. You, you, <laughs> listen to the show. Well, if, we, it, if it makes you feel any better, Cranky, it's, it's all just sports score practice. That's all it is. This is going to be, okay, you know what? All I was hoping for was an episode where everyone could talk about their hobby and their plans. We're going to get so attacked on Twitter when this comes out. Yeah, this is a two-hour show that has no Warhammer content. It's our anniversary. Screw you all. We can talk about whatever we want to. Why would you start having any Warhammer content now? Don't start it's that. Been two years. Oh, oh. oh, you are. Uh, uh, I am what? You I made him know. speechless. He's I, he's turned his back on the microphone. No, I'm, I don't know what to say. I don't see. My feelings are a little. My feelings are hurt, and I'm afraid to say anything mean to Cranky because I don't want to become the object of his wrath. How do those shoes fit, my friend? Uh. How, you know, we could use a good contest. I'm thinking replace Y Tech in twenty twelve. Screw that. This is my house. Well, <laughs> well then you can get your ass off the couch and come to my house and record. I'm not lugging all this over there. Ugh. I'm lazy and tired. I don't wanna I am lazy and tired. Oh well, boy. Then. All right. Well all listen, right. we've we've gotta we've definitely have to move along and since this has turned into a I don't know what I don't know, this feels like a love fest to me. Yeah, love yeah, fest. Over just wanted to go on forever. I think you're right. Okay, well, listen, Cranky, um, 
it's great to have you on. We will see you in three weeks. Looking I am forward to it. Ticket. You got to let me know. Uh, send me the now, Craig, flight before information. We, before so we get off, up. you still wanted to do a team tournament. Now, you mentioned it on Twitter. Now, I was having a little trouble, but you wanted to, to do a team tournament against Ohio Hammer, right? Yeah, you and I. Count me in. Against the world, man. I'm done. Let's do it. Okay. All right, we'll do that. What Thursday or Friday night? Then before bid starts, you're gonna play. You're gonna whenever we have time to do it. Yeah, either Friday or Saturday or whenever. Excellent, Cranky. When do you come into town? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, I got to pick him up Wednesday. Yeah, so okay. he, he's staying here actually. So we have time to get into a couple of games I'll before buy going. a couple of dozen eggs. Don't egg my house, <laughs> Cranky. Thanks for coming on. Not a problem. All right, we will talk to you soon, partner. And send me the uh, flight information so I can actually show up on time at the airport. That'd be great. All right, take it easy, partner. See you in three weeks. See ya. Bye-bye. Wow, that was the best interview ever, I think. Yeah, it was. Too bad it didn't have anything to do with Warhammer. (laughs) Not a lick. All right, up next is Chris Yu. Um, So let's get him on the phone. Cool. Dave, we're still here drinking, bro. They're still sliding down pretty easy. I think you should have sent some Garage Hammer representation out to the Midwest Rampage this year. <laughs> You're going to have to catch your coverage over at Point Hammer. If you want to know what happens this weekend, bro. Hello, Joker here, transmitting straight from the guts of Gotham City. When I'm not busy planting bombs in hospitals, I'm usually listening to Garage Gamer. And I thought my jokes were bad. <laughs> All right, let's call Chris Ewan before we take another break. Uh, let's get him on the phone. I'm certain he wants to talk about bits. Let's do it. Hello? Chris you. Hey. Hello, Chris hello, Paul. hello. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that Harrison? <laughs> that was Harrison. That would be me. How's it going? Good. How are you? Excellent. I'm pretty good. You guys are coming in nice and clear. Excellent. It's like you're in the room. There you go. So how are things going over at the U Mansion? Um, pretty good. Can't complain. Happy Friday. By Happy the way. Fr- yeah, no kidding. Yeah, about it. Mm. You know, I'm, it's been getting rough this week with finals and all. Oh, man. So, I'm Chris. Two yeah. chickens. We're glad to have you on. Um, it's a little weird to have you on via Skype since you live down the road. Um, now, listen, um, Grant cannot be on this evening. He had a family emergency. So it's up to you to not only cover your summer hobby plans, Mm-hmm. But uh, you are the voice of bits uh, in these last two weeks before the tournament. So, okay. Um, so, what are your hobby? What What are you hobby? You're not obviously not playing in bits since you're running it. But what are your hobby? Uh, what are you working on in the hobby? And what are your summer plans for hobbying? Well, uh, I have two tournaments on the horizon that I would like to go to. But with the family situation changing on my end, I, it's not a guarantee I can make those. But I'm still. Which hobby. ones are you shooting for? Uh, two. Um, one is um, the North Star Tournament in November, mm-hmm. and the other one is the Screw City GT run by Alex Gonzalez in September. Now, that's the one that Core Comp used to be. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's the same person running it, but I don't think they're in any way related beyond that. Because okay. it's completely different. It's a 3,000-point tournament. Uh, no real comp beyond that. Well, not, not that it's replacing... It's what comp used to be. It's what he's he's not doing that anymore, allowing him time to do something like this. Correct. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're not going to Invasion Kenosha? Um, if I can. If I can manage it, I will. Um, 
I, I haven't really given much thought to the 1,500 point size games. I haven't played. Is it 1,500 points? 16. 1,600 points. Uh, I haven't played a lot of games at that size, but you know, if, my, if timing works out, I'd love to go. Because I, I did go to one two years ago, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so if my schedule allows, yeah, I'd absolutely love to go to that one. And they announced the whole the whole meal deal. In fact, did you see the thing, Christopher? Oh, he yeah. Made sure Christopher knows there will be coffee. Oh, I'm rubbing <laughs> my hands together, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you, did you uh, raise an objection to lack of coffee last night? I think that there was no coffee. It wasn't like the end of the world. Uh, there was a lot of pop and stuff at like 9 in the morning. And Christopher was like, is there any coffee? And then there wasn't. So apparently John took I, it to it's, heart. It's a bit um, nitpicky because there's so much there. And I... I'm a I'm a slow riser and I need coffee to get me going and there wasn't any so I just ran off and got some. It was no, no big I'm, deal. I'm right there with Even you. Even though we were in the middle of nowhere, we weren't in the middle of nowhere. We were like 20 minutes north of our house. Well, yeah, but still, there was nothing around us. This is why he doesn't nothing. get on the show that often. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's it is it's a really fun tournament if you if you can go. I mean, it is just it's a, it, it's nice. It's a one day thing. You're 20 minutes from home in case there's an emergency. Well, you're about 30 minutes from home because you're a little south of us. But but uh, I mean, it was a really good time. And 1600 points. You just kind of most mm-hmm. of the stuff we saw there. I mean, there wasn't wasn't anything that was like hard as nails. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 a fun day of of gaming and. Uh, yeah, if I, if I can, if my boss, i.e. my wife, you know, gives me the seal of approval, then yeah, absolutely, I'd love to make that one. You know, frankly, there's more chance of me going to that one than there is at the North Star, because that one being in Minneapolis is a good six-plus hours away. Yeah, that's yeah. a weekend at best. So yeah, so that's that's quite a drive, versus a half an hour here locally, you know, it's, and, and fresh coffee, you know. And fresh coffee. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about I'm the things you're coffee. definitely doing. You're about three weeks away then from bits. So what are you doing now? I know that you guys are working on, like, tightening up some of the last-minute rules decisions. Mm-hmm. The big debate right now that we're looking at is um, we understand that there's this, this crumble rule that's sort of all the rage. Uh, are we Are we opening this can? We can. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to discuss it. Uh, well, it sounds yeah, like the, the other one, of course, was uh, what to do with the sort of, what is it, the rune fang versus the, the pendant of Kaleth. Right. That one, to me, it seems a bit clear-cut. In that, right. Uh, I think so, too. It's based on the strength of the wielder of the rune fang. So the rune fang really doesn't factor into it. It just cuts through the armor save, but... Yeah, I mean, it automatically wounds, but there's still... Well, this, the guy wielding it has a strength. The wielder's strength will then define the ward save of the pendant. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is actually kind of nice because his the most of the strength of those empire guys is like three, isn't it? Maybe four tops. If Maybe they can four. if they can wield a rune fang, I think it's four. Okay, so yeah, so it's not nearly as bad as one of these really tough guys. No, no, yeah. that's that's a pretty uh, weak ward save then. Yeah. So did you guys want to talk about this whole crumble overrun thing? Why don't we? Let's bring it up. I mean, so one of the things that's going on right now, and by the time you hear this, maybe this has been resolved. A lot of people want to see a a fact for it. But the the problem is I think that people are not sure whether or not the crumble rule will allow an overrun or not. Right. Um, and it's actually gotten, like I said, it's gotten farther than that because then the question is can you reform, which I don't see why you couldn't reform, although some people are bringing up some rules. But basically, according to the the order that things happen in the close combat phase... Uh, is you fight around a combat, then you calculate close combat, then loser takes a break test, then there's flee and pursue. So you fight around a close combat, and then you get onto this page 52, and it says calculate combat result. And it literally says once all the models engage in the combat have fought, this concludes a combat round or a round of close combat. 
Right. So then as you go through, it reads and it tells you how to calculate a combat result. And then at the very end of that, there's the rules for wipeout, which say if one side has been completely wiped out in a fight, the other side's automatically the winner. And so, you know, of course, yeah, literally, of course, if one side's been completely wiped out, the other side's automatically the winner. In such cases, the unit automatically restrains pursuit and reforms. Alternatively, if the unit charged this turn, it can choose to overrun, which this is where the people are, you know, and the arguments come up, and it, I guess it is kind of nitpicky, but basically what the people who are arguing forward are saying is wipeout is sitting here, you know, basically saying if you have to calculate close combat, you it, I mean, then there was no wipeout. If, if you have to calculate close combat, there is no wipeout. If you charged right. into a unit of flagellants, they're unbreakable. So the unless you wipe them out to a man, you can't overrun. Right. By the same token, skeletons are unbreakable. So you charge into them. If you mm-hmm. have to calculate Come whether or not they're going to crumble, the time to overrun has passed. Right, and then you get into, now you skip loser takes a break test because if they lost, they don't do that. That's when you get into, and it literally says, because they're unstable, and I've got the rule right here, unstable says. Unstableness is. Unstable units that lose a combat suffer one extra wound for every point by which they lose the combat with no saves of any kind permitted against these wounds. So. After you calculate combat resolution, that's already passed. The argument then comes in, though, that it's under because because of the fact that happens, and it tells you if alternatively the unit if the unit charges turn, it can choose to overrun. And then you go to page fifty-eight. Uh, if the victorious unit charges into combat and the enemy was wiped out, which obviously leads back to that other rule, mm-hmm. which we're saying it wasn't. If because it was wiped you're out in combat res, right? It can move two d six inches straight forward. If a unit charges into combat and by the end of that round of close combat, which defined it as over in mm-hmm. the thing, all its enemies have been wiped out as a result of the combat, and then in parentheses, rather than the pursuit, the unit can choose to make a pursuit move even with nobody left alive to pursue. This is an overrun move and represents the unit surging forward, hungry to find more enemies to fight. A overrun is essentially a special pursuit move. And when right. it says that, when making an overrun, the victorious unit 2D, 6 inches directly forward. So they're saying, well, it's a special pursuit move, which happens in the pursuit phase, which is phase four, which is after crumble. Uh, the, mm-hmm. But the other argument is it says right in it, this you can only do this special move if you got a wipeout. So it keeps basically, and the argument is going round, it co- kind of goes round and round. Right. Well, so I, I it's, it's treated the, like, go ahead, I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. In, in, the, in the case of wipeout, it's if, uh, if you charge in and there's five skeletons and you kill all five skeletons in combat, you then have the option to overrun. Of course. Agreed, right. agreed. If, if, you do, if you fail to kill that, that one and then it crumbles. Then, then you, you cannot pursue. Yeah. Now, what, uh, what other people are questioning, though, and I know even Grant asked this, is do you, do you get to reform? Yes. Because reform, yes. re, if you win the combat, you reform for free. Yeah. yeah. Well, because on the next page, and loser takes a break test, it says reforming from victory. If your unit wins the close combat, but the enemy does not yeah, flee. Why, why is that a question? Because that's or in the, the rules. combat that's... was a draw, your unit can imme- Because everyone's skipping the loser takes a break test thing because that's in between the... That just, that just sounds like somebody not reading the rules thoroughly. They yeah. Can, they, you can reform. If you win a combat, you can reform. Yeah, I don't think that that doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's listed under combat reform, that's the title of the section. Mm-hmm. And then it says a combat reform is essentially a standard reform, save for that it can be made even though the unit is in close combat. Well, which 
For those who are confused, yeah, absolutely. You can reform. Yeah. If you win a combat, you can reform. You can do the, the reform. Only, the only difference is, the only restriction is you cannot take models out of being in base-to-base -base with the enemy. You can only add two. And there aren't any, so you can reform any way you want. Sure. Because they've crumbled right. by that point. Very true. That's the right. advantage of fighting the undead who's right. crumbled to nothing. You can reform any shape you want. Now, and I know a lot of, it's funny, some people said, you know, and I've, I've actually looked at the Warhammer forum, there's a thread about this, and there's people saying, we've been playing it this way with Tomb Kings the whole time. We don't even know why it's a question. Apparently a lot of people haven't. And uh, there's well, even are, arguments are you of... you saying a lot of people have been playing it which way? When I was think? reading on the Warhammer forums, in fact, I had someone, someone sent me a, a someone tweeted me the, the link, Mm -hmm. And there was a group that said, you know, he plays there with about 50, you know, he's got about 50 other people that are, are playing, and they've never allowed an overrun from Crumble with the Tomb Kings because the rules are really clear. Um, there used to be, apparently in 7th edition, it was very clear that you could overrun from Crumble, but now there's this rule in there that says you can. this combat phase is ended. And this is it. It seems to be, you know, everyone's going, well, we've been doing it this way the whole time. How come nobody else noticed? Well, to be honest with you, Grant just pointed out like two weeks ago, uh, remember we were sitting around, he was talking about how when we roll to choose sides in alternating deployment, mm -hmm. that you roll to choose sides and then you actually roll again to see who places first? It's because of an odd, rule, odd wording, yes. It's an odd wording, but it's there and we didn't notice it. We've been playing for two years. We never noticed it. But right. if that's the rule, so are you going to tell, I mean, basically, I mean, there's a lot of people saying, well, nobody's played it that way and everyone's been playing it the other way, so we should keep playing it the other way. And I'm like, well, that's not an argument. That, no, it's not. I don't think it is. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. We've been playing it wrong well, I've, all I've this been, time. I've been driving wrong for years. Are you driving on the left side of the road again? Yeah, I've been doing it for years. That's fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you check your rear view mirror? No, I just took that up. I thought it was in the way. <laughs> Well, the, I mean, to, to bring this back to full circle, as far as Bits is concerned, as of now, you know, me individually, I think the overrun should not be able to occur. But okay. Bits has ruled that it, it, it can. It'll operate as normal. Meaning that if they crumble, you're going to be allowed to overrun. You have that option, correct? Okay, well, there it is. Yeah, you guys had to make a ruling, and you made a ruling. I'm not going to argue it. That's, I mean, this, the funny thing is I was very— I need to, like, come up with that McNeil lyric. Wrong! I was, <laughs> I was actually nervous to, because um, when Chris, when you called me about this, Chris, and you asked me my opinion, I like I didn't want to hear what other people's opinions were. I wanted to look up the rules, and I even told you I was like, because I was in the middle of a Blood Bowl game, and he's texting sure. me this. I'm like, when it's over, I'm going to look it up. And I was going through these rules, and I looked at, all, I mean, it was like an hour I spent going through each and every rule, trying to find the counter argument. Mm -hmm. Basically, what I was doing is I was trying to prove that you could overrun because figuring that if i if i easily it would be too easy to to just say no you can't because and then have people say well of course you don't think so you're playing vamp you're playing an undead army you don't want them to overrun sure but but that is well, one yeah. of the reasons to play undead is that everything you own is unbreakable yeah. unstable is a is a real bear and, and really but you're it, unbreakable you know it, it there's there's people i mean pe I'm, I'm i'm listening to people say it's it's gonna be broken if they can do this yes it will keep you from overrunning into another of my units but other than that, I mean, they're like, well, if I just have to sit there, well, if you can reform, it's actually kind of better than if, I mean, if one skeleton was left after Crumble, you'd be stuck in that exact same position, in that exact same place, and open to attack. By wiping them out, no, you, you, would be no you're not. Yeah, exactly. Skeleton. You're not able to run forward and maybe slam into a next combat. Actually, if you could not overrun from Crumble, I might have lasted a little longer in my game against Grant at Adepticon. Because the first one he wiped out 
during combat and overran into that unit, but the second unit he beat by crumble and ran into my third unit. He might have stood still. I might have had a chance to do a little maneuvering. 28 minutes. But <laughs> It was a 28-minute game, yes. Thanks for oh, reminding then, me, Harrison. Oh, the 29 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I, I know so, it changed so, things, and I don't know how, but, I, I mean, it's not like I would change up my list for this. You know, so like, let's go back and talk about that. Do you think, do you see this as a potential um, point of abuse? I'm not certain how you would necessarily abuse it. People I would are like, say I would say no, unless you're able to think that fast during a game. Because when you go into a tournament, you can't decide to play the undead. Well, Meaning, you can't decide to play against the undead because it's against the undead that you could potentially abuse if there is an abuse to be had. What about this? What if you were to conga line, you know, uh, some some skeletons and push them up? The, the opposing unit charges you. They can only kill the one guy. But then, you wouldn't, but then you wouldn't crumble down to a man anyway. You would or would not? If I've got ten skeletons in a row and i got a champion in front and all you can kill is the champion, mm-hmm. you win the combat, let's say, by three or four. You'd have to win by nine right. to crumble me. And if you, I mean, yeah, so would, chances are they're not going to crumble. They're going to be there. Right. They're not going to So then it's not an issue. And then you'll I said, I can't, more I'm of not, them. You see what I'm saying? The whole, the, whole, the whole argument is predicated on the fact that I would completely crumble and be gone and you'd be stuck there. Conga lining it. I wouldn't. That the whole point of doing that is to keep me from crumbling fast enough to keep my, you know, so that you couldn't kill. Well, no. So I see. I think that changes it. I think now that if you were assuming we're going with this scenario, you can use that and know that you're going to have at least one skeleton there remaining to countercharge the next turn. Uh, you know what I mean, if they're stuck there, if you know that they can't overrun and they can't move, and that your guys are, are going to be. But my, you know, at least one model. But I guess game. my point is, if I'm conga lining, the odds of you winning the combat and me crumbling to the point where I'm gone, which is the only time that this actually affects anything, is it going to happen? Right. Agreed. You know, I'd still be there. So there's there's no. As long as I've got models left, then this whole argument is moot because I haven't crumbled to to the point where I'm gone. You see what I'm saying? I mean, the only the only point of this argument is if I crumble to the point where I'm completely gone and wiped off the board right. then you're stuck there and you can't run forward well if there's model if i conga line there's going to be models left you're not running forward anyway if you conga line you can only possibly win by seven anyway yeah uh i guess i guess my thought is someone said well you could suddenly start raising dead and you can raise 15 zombies and if they can't kill all 15 you're sticking them places mm-hmm and it's true if you raise 15 and against, I mean, dude, I've played army. I mean, seriously, against your sword masters, they're going to, like, like 15 of them is going to hold up. Against ogres, like 15 of them is going to hold up. Against any sort of larger unit, like 15. Well, yeah, them, again, I can kill 14 and win the combat. That last one will crumble, but then I'm. Then you'd be there. stuck, yes. And, that, yeah. and that's the one point where it would work and you'd get stuck. Right. Um, and you wouldn't be able to run forward. But you'd still get to reform, which is actually might put you in a better position because you're not running uncontrollably out of in the direction, unless you really want to run forward. But, it, it, you know, what? It, I mean, you can choose to restrain. You don't have to yeah, run it, it forward. Depends. Yeah. It depends. So, so the other part of this argument is do frenzied troops that win due to crumbling, do they, are they, do they have to overrun due to frenzy? No, they can't, right? They can't, and that actually benefits, I think, the people with frenzy. Right. You wouldn't, yeah, because you wouldn't overrun because they were still there at the end of the combat round. Yeah, I would still see it as a frenzied unit being in contact with 
like flagellants or any other unbreakable unit. Uh, you may be frenzied, but you can't pursue by the by the letter of the law, so you're stuck there. Mm-hmm. So just to take this a step further, from a fluff perspective and in envisioning this happening like in a game, is, is the idea that... You know, the warriors don't overrun because they're too busy hacking away at the remnants of the skeletons. Right, the magic is starting to dissipate, and the skeletons are crumbling. For example, but the unit itself is oh. is uh, you know the, the the unit that's fighting the skeletons would probably be mopping up. Okay, so. Someone else actually worded it. They said if you want to put it into a fantasy setting, is you run forward and you're killing stuff, and all of a sudden. As stuff starts just falling dead around you, it's like you're almost like there's a confusion. Like it's like, wait, what's going on? Things start falling you're, you're, as you're hacking, and it's like your momentum slows down as you're not even certain what's happening. As things you haven't hit start falling around you. Mm-hmm. I mean that that, that that's what I think. Go. <laughs> yeah, Harrison thinks duh. No, but I mean I, I don't know who's duh. right and who's wrong. I'm just. I well, mean, I, I think GW needs to make an FAQ and. Agreed. And, and honestly, which, I mean, I think rules as written, it's pretty cut and dry. I don't know what their intention was. Maybe they never intended this. Honestly, I've been 50-50 guessing their FAQs uh, choices when we've had questions. I've been 50-50 in 8th edition. Yeah. Um, and so my guess is they're going to rule that you can't overrun, only because if the odds are 50-50, the fact that this would benefit me is going to push it into the no, it doesn't work in your favor category. Okay. <laughs> My opinion is that their their FAQs have been slow to come out only because, and this is a compliment to them, I actually think that they're making decisions not based on what they intended at the time, but what they think currently is best for the game. So if they were to review this, I bet you they would have to actually go back and say, well, what's, what's the best for the game right now? What's the best impact on the game? Yeah. And... I, I don't know. I, my personal opinion is I think as written, it stops a crumble. Uh, stops an overrun, I mean. What's right. best for the game, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. And that's kind of the stance we took when it, when it came to Blood in the Sun. Was, you know, we thought, okay, well, what's best for the game? And that is the decision that uh, we ultimately came to. I don't know. I, there's, I think we have to play it with those rules, but it just seems like my instinct tells me that there is room for some abuse there. Yeah. Well, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um. It, it allows you to take advantage of demons a little bit more. They definitely don't need any help. But um, no, undead, they un- do not. VC and the Tomb Kings, I think they're new enough. Even now, I'd say they're still new enough where people are learning their way around the armies. So, I don't yeah. know. We'll see what happens with them. All right, Chris, um, you, we got to, we, we've got to keep on schedule here because sure. we've got people calling from all over the country. But um, why don't you give the last bit of information about bits um, before we let you go, uh, you know, tell everybody anything you can tell them. Uh, bits, the deadline for list submission was today, June 1st. Uh, the vast majority of people sent in their lists in the past probably 48 hours, so we've been updating the sites um, to reflect that. I sent uh, mine in last night, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make sure to keep up on the uh, the scenarios. We're, we're updating the, the wording here and there to make those rules airtight so that they're nice and clear. Any updates we make to those scenarios are highlighted in red so that it's obvious what the differences are. Cool. Cool. Um, that's about it. I know Grant has been working fast and furious to get sponsors lined up. There's just tons of prize support uh, uh, being lined up, and those mugs that he had um, made that has our Blood in the Sun logo are looking pretty sharp. Those are beautiful. They are gorgeous mugs. Mm. Yeah. And I've seen Grant's been sending me pictures of all the, all the prizes that have been coming in. Boy, the, the Mantic prize bucket. <sighs> oh, it's a mountain of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I love that our, company. Uh, the uh, well, it's it's being listed as being donated by Garage Hammer, but in all honesty, it's being donated by Christopher. 
What's that? Oh, uh, the bag. A, a, a battle phone pack seven twenty. Well, that was my pleasure. That's. A, I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot of nice prizes in here that I am not going to be winning. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, you know, you didn't hear Cranky in the last call calling me stupid over and over and over again for taking a Coven Throne. So. Hey, well, you're, you're talking to a guy running an all goblin twin giant list. So. <laughs> and it kicks butt. Yeah. Thanks, Harrison. I, I like to think that it does. Those two giants cleaned up my entire right flank the last time we played. So. Those two giants. And clean up my right flank too. It is fun. Ah, I mean, that's, that's why I take them. And it, it's fun to put pressure on the opponent right away with those two lumbering beasts. Mm-hmm. Well, I had no idea what to expect, so I think that there's. I think you can surprise people. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I had my butt handed to me at Adepticon. It's just through, you know, the sheer dumbness of Teclas that allowed me to win that game. But that guy, he outplayed me, he outdeployed me, and he really had me on the ropes. So I, I, you know, I took that game to heart, and you know, was he playing with goblins with giants? All goblin twin giants, yeah. Ah, that's the inspiration, was it? Oh yeah, oh okay. yeah. It was a gentleman from Australia, actually. Jeez, no kidding. Well, I'm oh. looking forward to trying that army again. You and I are due for a third game to uh, decide all the marbles. You got it. All right. And that final game, the winner of that, uh, the best out of three, has the eternal bragging rights. Is that right? Ah, eternal. Eternal is a long rights. time. Are you, sure, are you sure you're to risk that now? Because that means that if I do win, I'm the guy with the microphone. I'll be oh, sure no the world hears here it. On my end. <laughs> All right, guys, listen, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. No worries. The big two-year episode fifty bonanza. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here, and uh, uh, we will. Uh, well, I'll I'll probably talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll talk if to you guys you soon. Boys, don't quit roughhousing. <laughs> Last, last words from Harrison there. All right. Take it easy, Chris. Take care, Chris. Right. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. And we will be right, right back. back. Is your name a killing word? Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Heroclix. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the Jerk Store and be one of the gaming elite, and visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only way to move is not to play. All right, and now we're calling Andrew Sherman as we are back and ready for more phone calling. We're back. Back, 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 back. Hello. Andrew. Four dead in Ohio. <laughs> How you guys doing? Great, man. How are you? Fabulous, fabulous. Can't complain. Welcome to the show. Oh, we're live recording now? We are on the air. Are you ready? Do you need a few I minutes goodness. to freshen well, up? Congratulations for uh, hitting your two-year mark, guys. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you very much. Congratulations to you for taking over uh, all of the Warhammer uh, games and... Uh, Taking over Andepticon, and uh... <laughs> not quite that much, but uh, we're, we're trying to make an impact on the community. That's for certain. What do you have? Like seven shows running now, besides our own? Because apparently, if you look up Ohio Hammer, we show up. 
Yeah, that, that's actually an interesting thing. Uh, when you search Ohio Hammer on iTunes, you get uh, Prime, which is the main show for fantasy, second founding, R&R, Adepticon Talks, and apparently Garage Hammer. So. Well, we do have Hammer in our name. We both talk about Warhammer. We're both no, but podcasts. it's funny. Literally, if you type in Ohio Hammer, all that comes up are the four Ohio Hammer shows yeah. and us. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I searched Garage Hammer Garage and, and Ohio and Hammer doesn't come up. up. I know. I thought it was pretty interesting that it didn't happen. I was wondering why. So, It's a conspiracy uh, to, um, to insinuate ourselves. <laughs> I was thinking you guys had Daniel do something that we ain't figured out yet. That's what it is. Like I actually different. asked Daniel why that's happening, and he says he has no idea. So <laughs> He just cracked his knuckles and laughed maniacally. <laughs> Don't mess with Daniel. Maniacal laugh. He'll make you, He'll set your printer on fire. <laughs> well, this is the Phoenix Press. This is the first time I've ever talked to you. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. And he'll set it on fire with his mind. <laughs> this is why he's not on that often. <laughs> I think he... Ohio, are Hello? you still there? Yeah, I'm still oh, here. You, you, you lost you there. <laughs> what, you guys have had a little bit of problems with Skype lately, haven't you? Actually, it's been running okay tonight, but we've been keeping the calls to about 20 minutes. I, I honestly think it was just... Um, the, you know, the time of day, the busyness, it could have even been the weather. You never know exactly what's going to happen with Skype. but well, Especially the, overseas. Yeah, the yep. first 80 minutes we talked to Ben were perfect. And then after that, every 17 and a half minutes it cut out. And when it didn't, it cut out at 35. Oh, is, my goodness. Yeah. It was a nightmare. So, Andy, um, we've got a few minutes here before uh, we're going to be talking to Romeo from Battle Foam in just a little bit. All right. But um, what are your big summer plans? I know you have your 16 armies, 16 tournaments. You've got a tournament you're running. Um, yep. Tell people about it. What's your tournament? Well, our tournament is uh, Last Cheese Standing. It's a two-day event held on August 25th and 26th. Basically, it's an Ard Boys replacement, guys. What you do is on Saturday, it's a three-round qualification round, and the top, say, 20% of people will figure out how many people totally sign up. Um get to go to the Sunday finals round and anywhere, everybody else who plays on Sunday as well will get to play in the knit, the not in the tournament tournament. It's consolation rounds. So uh, basically it's 3,000 points, grand army rules, no comp, any sort, basic art boys rules, not even painting required. We do require WYSIWYG or at least similar. I don't want to see no weapons rubber banded to bases or anything like that or using a Play-Doh <laughs> steam tank or you know th- those kind of things just they're not allowed you a know box of Altoids can't be a steam tank no no ah, not ah man there goes my plans I know right but uh, we do allow re-rolls we have re-rolls on the first day you can get some extra battle points that way um, the site's lastcheesestanding.com it's going to be held at Toledo Game Room and right now we have 15 people signed up and we have a 66 person max uh, a lot of people are showing interest right now but they haven't paid yet so by all means guys show on up it we're going to be giving away a minimum of 350 before the first person is entered in and i think right now with the 15 people signing up we're up to 650 so we're if we max out we'll be giving away about 1500 dollars worth of prize support and that's before any outside sponsorship damn so (laughs) dude i work a mean game dude Oh, and but, I was listening to your last show. So apparently, you're talking to Grant. You're going to see me at the bottom tables just because I have a coven throne. I am taking more grief for this goddamn coven throne. No, it actually is a consolation, see, Dave, because I know I'm going to end up on the bottom tables not only because I'm playing Tomb Kings, but because my general's on a war sphinx. So, oh my god, I'm, did I, you really do that? 
Yes, I did. <laughs> you madman. See, I'm going to be playing against Andy, and it's going to be the battle of whose dice. Andy, Andy's dice hate him, so that's that's my, that's what I'm going for. Don't say that, because what's going to happen is it's going to go against you. You're going to play him, and suddenly his dice are going to love him. He's going to thunder crush you to the Stone Age. Probably. But you seen though, Chris, I was the guy that played the dragon list at Wapaka, right? Yeah. Nobody yeah. said dragon at 500 or for 500 points of lords. Well, I don't think you guys should worry too much because I'm sure I'm going to gravitate to where I belong, which is right there with you. So we'll we'll play our bottom games and we'll yeah. go get a drink afterwards. You know what, though? It's going to be a lot of fun. That that tournament is definitely one of the things I look forward to all year. I'm only sad I wasn't able to finish my Chaos Dwarves. But they're still on the table. That's something I'm going to be working on all summer long. Well, you know what? Bring them with you. We'll just play a pickup game with them. Uh, I might bring them, but you got to remember, even though I've got that nice table war case, um, I'm only going to be able to fit two armies in, and I already got the pickup game with the Empire coming. Okay. Oh, uh, that's well, true. That's the, you, get a, the, you get a team game with Cranky and I coming, so you think about who you want to play with. Yeah, i got to figure out which one. So. Mm-hmm. By the way, extra life. We got to go ahead and plug that. I'm sure you guys have plugged it already, but we haven't. Yeah. No, we haven't. Yeah, we need to. That's actually one thing for LastGStanding.com. Um, one of the extra add-ons there is if you donate five point or five dollars to um, to actually my membership of the team, Dave, to raise the level of actually me whooping you on that challenge. Oh, you're totally going to whoop me. I've got one donation for $25. It's my mother-in-law. Nobody is donating to David Whitech for Extra Life. I'm going to be playing. Folks, take that as a, uh, a sign to start donating to David Whitech at Extra Life, or if you feel up to it, you could donate to Topher at Extra Life. Yeah, listeners, we're trying to raise money for Children's Memorial Hospital. It's a wonderful cause. We're going to be gaming for 24 hours. That's right. So it is not us asking for money. It's us asking you to sponsor us so that money can go to children's hospitals all over the United States and the world. And Andy right now is raising much more money than me. And I made a joke saying that I would raise more money than him, and now I'm embarrassed because now he's whooping me. Well, we've only got one donation each, Dave, so don't even worry about that. It's only one donation each so All three far. of us right now are at the same spot. Now, Robert Elmer is kicking our lily asses with, like, what, yes. 15, 16 sponsorships so far? Really? Yeah, yeah he's, it's amazing it's what he's done. Amazing. He's got like he's got like three hundred and fifty bucks there or something. But it, well, but I'm just going to open it up to my workplace. Everybody knows I'm a nerd at work, and they're going oh, yeah. and they're going to love what I'm doing. So I'm just going to like put up a big sign saying "Sponsor me now." I can't do well. I can do that when I get back in in August. I get the last minute stuff. I got nothing over the summer. That's but I emailed, be the, I emailed everybody I know, figuring that like my aunt or someone would sponsor me, and I put I'm in a I'm in a I'm 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 in a marathon. But not that kind, because if I ran, I would die, because I'm out of shape. And my aunt must not have read it, because she's like, I think it's so wonderful. You're going to be in a marathon. I'm so proud of you. And that's all she wrote. And I was like, okay. So. Well, if I was in it, I'd be making millions of dollars, because everyone wants to donate to the cute little happy person who wants to play Monopoly for 24 hours. You're not. We're not playing Monopoly. You're not, not that cute hours. either, so. There you go. <laughs> everyone, everyone wants to donate to the child. Let's put it that way. You're getting to the age now where you're supposed to be handsome, not cute, you know? I know you're a high elf, but come on. <laughs> I heard you said on your show, grr. Uh, yeah, every time you insult the high elves, my son just looks at me and he's like, why do you have to listen to this program? <laughs> I just like poking fun at Chris You, It's not even you. <laughs> you make fun of the high elves. You make fun of all of us. Now, hold on a second, pal, because I seem to recall that at some point, in fact, at Adepticon, you claimed that you were going to be playing all 16 armies this year, and that includes the high elves. I actually won a tournament with the high elves. See? This year? Yeah. See, how I did. did. I won it back in February. So. Oh, congratulations. You Thank you. Show off. 
it, it, it happens. I'm not saying that you can't win. It's generalship. Um, oh, I'm no. Just, congratulations. Win a tournament? What's that like? No, 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 no. I'm just saying with a specific army. To me, that's, you know, I mean, it, Ben Curry is a great player. Dan Heelan's a great player. I mean, they could play Tomb Kings and they could play Wood Elves. And Joe Rogers shows that every time he brings Wood Elves. So, but what I was going to say, though, about the, uh, about the relay that, you know, Cranky's, the Team Cranky thing is if you actually donate to my portion and you come to Last Cheese, it'll gain you an extra battle point. To get qualified. Nice job, you dirty bird. <laughs> but I don't care where the I don't care where the money comes from. As long as people donate, I just want to see I want to see Team Cranky do very well. I don't care where the money comes from. Illegal drug money. I don't care. Just give it to the give it to the kids. But as far as the rest of the summer goes, um, I'll be playing in Buckeye, both the team and the. Uh, actual individual event over there and we've got a couple local events can be sponsored um the guys over in fort wayne jolly boy from forums and from twitter they'll hold an event over in kendallville i think that's in august and up in rollins way i'm hoping to make it up there in august as well for uh one of the gamer sanctuary tournaments that's in that area so i don't know how you do it friend and like you know you've got a supervisor job that's taking up as much of your time as possible i just i don't know when you sleep well, it'd be funny. You guys ask me sometimes how I get in my games. Mm-hmm. I don't get in games until about nine thirty at night during the week. That sounds I like get, us. I get in about three in a, or three a week, and I don't start until like nine thirty, ten o'clock. I don't get done until twelve or one, and then I'm up by five. In fact, tomorrow after this, once I get done going to watch a movie with my wife, I'll be going to Origins tomorrow morning. Oh, and I we're leaving. I think we're leaving at seven a.m. So I loved Origins. I need to start finding a way to do that again. See, I would be totally happy to play those late night games because I don't sleep that much either. But everyone else, everyone else, all my gamer group, they like to sleep. I know, right? A week. That's what I'm telling them. Week. All every of them. Every day is a five-hour energy day. <laughs> <laughs> My boy watches too much TV. Uh, I watch very little TV. Well, listen, Andy. Um, I don't even know what that was from. It's a five-hour energy commercial, one of those little you know, five-hour energy drinks. Oh, okay. yeah. Andy, thank you so much for coming on the show. And, Again, um, congratulations, guys. Thank you. I can't wait to see you, my friend. Looking forward I, to the game. Only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm on crunch time. I still have a little bit left to paint. Are you done? Is your army ready to go? Um, all except for I just finished putting the last Necrosphinx together, and I've got to get it painted up. The last Necrosphinx. Does that imply two of them? That implies two of them, my friend. Two of those and a War Sphinx. Okay, this army is making more sense now. Two of them and two War Sphinxes. Kick ass. I guess I'll see you smashing me at the bottom table then. I don't know, man. He's going to do fine until he goes up against Cranky with his cannons. Yeah. I have no magic attacks. Ooh, well, oh, I won then. Okay, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I already sent my list in. I didn't add enough ethereal. Um, right. So you didn't right. take any Tomb Guard? No, 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 you do have magic attacks. Your War Sphinx, it's Tomb Guard on top. Those things should be magical attacks, right? No. No, that's the old edition. They're just killing blow. Yep. You can add Yeah, the you're killing. screwed. You can add the killing blow spell, and doesn't that make it, make it magical by definition? No, 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 it does not. No, it by doesn't. definition, it doesn't. <laughs> That's stupid. You're using magic. We lost him again. Okay, we're back. Uh, we lost Skype. We lost Andy. Andy said to say goodbye to everyone and thanks. And guys, everyone, tune into Ohio Hammer or Ohio Hammer R and R or Ohio Hammer Second Founding or the Ohio Hammer Cooking Show. Ohio, Ohio Hammer Light. Top Ohio Hammer Chef. 
Um, any of those. Good morning, Ohio Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see who we got next. Ned Ned Ohio Hammer to Electric Boogaloo. How was lunch, Ohio Hammer? Okay. And uh, let's see. Bam! If we, if kick it up a notch with Ohio Hammer. You've heard him on the show. You've seen his work on our website. He's Brian Steele, owner of Urza's Den. That's right, folks. Urza'sDen.com. Custom modeling, sculpting, and painting. You got a model you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You got an army you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You can't come up with an idea for a conversion? Give his ideas a try. Heck, you got an army list with models they don't even make? Brian's the man. Give him a call. Check him out at Urza'sDen.com. You won't be sorry. Hello, hello, Romeo. Hey, David. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. How are you, Romeo? I got Christopher here, too, Romeo. Good. Hello, Chris. How I'm you doing? Good, good. How are you? Uh, we're, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Enjoying uh, lock and load here in, in cloudy Seattle. Oh, nice. All right, so you're at Lock and Load. So for any of our listeners who aren't certain 100% what that is, why don't you just fill them in since I know you were excited to be there. Yeah. So um, every year, well, uh, starting last year, uh, Privateer Press uh, decided to do uh, a dedicated event for their uh, fans and gamers uh, that are huge supporters of the game. Uh, as everybody knows, Privateer Press is an ongoing, growing game. And with, uh, you know, tabletop wargaming uh, being so popular, uh, they felt that there was time for them to dedicate a convention where they could uh, really bring out their entire staff, do a put on a good show, show new models, concepts, game designs and things where where the war machine world uh hordes privateer press in general was heading so uh seattle is privateer press's uh headquarters and uh they started lock and load and it's become if for last year it was a two-day event this year it turned into a a three slash four-day event um because of the invitational on thursday and it's just a really cool way to enjoy the world of uh of war machine and hordes and and just privateer press in general so oh, it's, I would love it's, to see that yeah, it's gaming goodness. Everything from seminars on how to paint stuff to all-out battle royales to uh, you know releases, sneak peeks on what the next twelve months. A um, lot of fun, blast. Excellent. Yeah. Now I know you. I know you. You run forty k radio, but you have really <laughs> sort of become a hordes and war machine. That, that's like your main game, isn't it? Yeah, you know I. I started with 40k and um you know that was my first love and my first passion uh, what got me into tabletop gaming um and uh, you know as i as i got into just miniature because you know i had never played miniature games until just about six or seven years ago uh so unlike a lot of gamers who started in high school grade school and kind of just grew with the hobby um i fell into it as an adult so for me it was just an aesthetics thing that i thought the the minis were really great and and uh, then i got into the competitive side of the game and started playing in tournaments and, uh, you know, really was kind of devoted to the sci-fi genre of 40K uh, and nothing else. And as I started kind of tapering away from um, uh, Games Workshop products and started looking at other avenues of, of tabletop wargaming as a whole, um, I caught on to the Iron Kingdom slash history of War Machine Hordes and, and the whole storyline behind what the company stands for and uh, where their history is and their fictional world and it really drew me in i love the idea of pirates and this kind of like uh, uh their whole concept of you have these humans that are a little more powerful and magical and they control these robots and different beasts so 
I really got pulled into that uh, fluff and got into War Machine and Hordes, and that really is my main game that I play now. Um, I still dabble in the hard sci-fi part of uh, Infinity, for instance, yeah. as my other game of choice. Uh, and then, you know, just sprinkle in a little bit of uh, Malifaux and, and other small genre games like Dystopian Wars and all this just to break up the monotony. Um, but it is it is War Machine and Hordes is my main main enjoyment of table topping. So when you do have time to play, what faction do you play in War Machine and Hordes? That was my next question, too. <laughs> well, I, I have, I have uh, you know, uh, a total ADD when it comes to wargaming sure. as a whole. Well, welcome <laughs> so, to the world of wargaming, yeah. It's all right. of us. Well, you when have I, to have every faction, don't you? Because you, you need to make the foam that, to fit them all. That's right. So that's my excuse. That's the excuse I tell my wife, and uh, she buys it, and uh, she totally believes that story. And I don't know how many years I'm able to pull that off. Well, it helps that you do uh, have a no, successful game company. So we, we try, we try, right? But no, my main, my main loves uh, are a circle for okay. the horde side. I love the the wolves. I love the warwolf idea. I love these like tree hugging maniacs yeah. that uh, you know they, they go and they say don't walk on our land and they come and they walk into your city and like smash your buildings, which is like awesome, you know. Uh, that that that's my whole thing. It's like if hippies went crazy, what would they do? Well, they'd go into a turn New into York wolves, City and sure. start, yeah, <laughs> turn into wolves and break New York City, you know, and show them who's boss. So, um, you know, lo- love the circle and then as far as on the war machine side, uh, I'm a big pirate fan. So, uh, really, I'm a big Mercs uh, cool. kind of fan of the of the piratey. Here's these guys; they work for money, and that's all they care about. And they don't care whose side they fight for. It's just like get paid and get out. So maybe this yeah, is those more are detailed than a more detailed than a Warhammer cast should be asking. But so in that case, which Warcaster do you field? Uh, well, for uh, for if you're looking on the server side, I do. Uh, well, it's kind of hodgepodge, but uh, uh, I love uh, if you look at uh, oh god. I, uh, right now, with uh, with all different casters, I've been looking at all day today. Uh, everybody says I pronounce it incorrectly, but Baldor. Some people say I, I saw people say Baldor, but uh, man with the bald head is is he has a sword made of stone. That's what right. I have to say. I, I thought it was Baldor, but I, I guess I'm pronouncing it wrong too. See, call him Pete. I, <laughs> nobody knows because I talk to the studio guys and they all say it different. But then I talk to my gamer buddies, and they say it different. So I'm just going to call him Baldor because he's bald. So I don't care. You know, that's, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, but he, has, he totally has a stone sword, and that's all you have to say. Uh, I love, uh, you know, the uh, Loris and, and, and that whole Kaya and Loris are wolf. Yeah. Uh, they're awesome. They were my first kind of like how I got into it with the starter set. So they're really awesome. Uh, I love how she shifts around with her wolf, and it's like, oh, no, you don't got me. And then it's like, oh, I'm in your backyard. Hello. Um, which is great, but then on the uh, Merc side, uh, uh, Shay is my pirate, you okay. know, jerk. Yep. So love him, and and I run a little trick with the free Buddhas and you know the big free Buddha uh, jacks and clamp your face off. So uh, really cool, really cool stuff. But in a tournament setting like uh, lock and load, that's not really a playground for you. You don't have time. You're always running. A, every time I see you at any one of those situations, you're always like 100 miles an hour. You're everywhere at once. I mean, do you even have time yeah. to play? You must play like at midnight with your friend. You know, yeah. On a Monday no, night. I wish, I wish these were events that I can go and enjoy for what they are, but it, it's totally business which sucks uh but you know i mean i do have time after the this you know for instance here we're with the privateer press store in their like locked up room which is great because they close up at like seven and it gives me hours 
hours of enjoyment with the people that we we help and talk to our customers and we really more than anything get a chance to uh, fix problems with our products and hear from the fans that buy them what's made them happy what's made them sad and and how to kind of really uh, change our company to make it customer friendly so um, I use it as a business tool but at the same time uh, I try to get games in but usually they're very friendly very small quick games and usually it's on the first day or the last day uh, because in the middle you're right man there's none of time there's no time for that stuff in the middle. Yeah. So, <laughs> dude, I know I've I've seen you now at the last two Adepticons, and I, I even saw you walking around at uh, Games Day Chicago last summer. I almost yeah, feel lurking. Gu- I almost feel guilty coming up and talking to you. It's like, hey, Romeo, and that's like all I want to say because you're like you are so busy and so many things going on. I'm like, dude, this guy does not have time to chit chat, right? <laughs> you, you know, and just in case the five or six gamers left out there don't know who you are, could you explain to the listeners why you're on the show, what you represent, what you do for the gaming industry? So, um, you know, like I was saying at the beginning of the conversation is I started in this hobby as a complete stranger to what war gaming was as a whole. I, I never played D&D, and hopefully I, I'm not, like, blaspheming, you know, when I say these things. But I, you I definitely never stand D&D alone. Play- Almost everybody I know seemed to get their, their start in D&D. So that, that does single yeah. you out, but that's cool. Well, I, I was if, a gamer my whole life, but I've only been wargaming for five years. So, that's true. And I'm 40, wow. so, I mean, what? I came into it late, too. I even play board games. I mean, that's how rookie, fresh meat wow. I was when I came into war gaming as a whole. Way and to storm under the this, scene, my friend. <laughs> no kidding. What the hell? I had no idea what D&D even stood for, which sounds really ridiculous. Are you from Earth? But when, when I came into it, I thought, honest to God, um, uh, D&D was some sort of comic book line, and huh. it made, like, comic books, it, because I was thinking of DC, and I thought, oh, it's probably just, a, you know, like, initials for another big Marvel slash DC slash type of comic oh, line. Oh, okay. Because people were like, oh, did you get into D&D? And I'm like, uh, you know, you don't want to seem like an idiot, so you're like, yeah, sure, sure. it's awesome. And they're like, oh, yeah, the stories in there. As long as you have absolutely no follow-up <laughs> questions, yes, I'm into D&D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, they would say you know, there's a lot of fluff and great stories in D&D, and so I was, for honestly, a whole year, I was totally under the impression D&D was a comic book slash storyline that people would read and really get into these other things, and finally somebody said, D&D stands for Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm like, what the hell is Dungeons and Dragons? Where did this come from? <laughs> What do you, do? you know, I mean, just think of if you just break the words up for a completely layman guy like me, Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm trying to figure this out. Like, what the, do they go in there? Is there a point? Why do they do it? And I had no idea of what, uh, you know, dungeon crawling was or, <laughs> you know, meeting up with people and telling stories and role playing, like, all that. World. It'd be like me talking about, uh, I don't know, literature, uh, you know. Like old uh, old English literature or something to somebody that didn't even graduate high school. They'd be like, "What are you talking about? It's totally Latin to me." <laughs> so a uh, lot of like uh, confusion. Applying them off as, "Hey, I'm super happy to be here and talking to you," you know. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I came from from not, nothing, no background, and I, um, you know, I, I I got into the gaming, fell over it instantly. I, I literally saw miniatures from from uh, Games Workshop. And uh, fell in love with the look of them. I thought it was really cool. And then somebody says rules, and they played a couple games, and it, it attracted me to my competitive side. Uh, and then, like anybody else, I started buying models addictively. You know, every day, every week, every month. And I had extra cash, I was buying a you know a Land Raider. I was buying a this. I was buying a that. That's how it starts. And, the next uh, thing you know, you've got a room dedicated to plastic it. Plastic crack. I, 
right? So I had like, you know, mounds and mounds of these plastic miniatures and I was building and I was painting and I was like, I mean, I always kind of had an artistic background uh, just because high school and grade school, sketch artist kind of thing and, and painter and all that, but n- never applying it towards miniature men. It was always like, you know, modern airplanes and World War II tanks and weird stuff like that. Um, but when I started doing that, I realized, oh my God, man, um, these tournaments, I got to bring this stuff with me. So, you know, I bought what was on the market at the time and various competitor companies and, uh, you know, they just seemed to not perfectly work for what I was trying to achieve. Um, and so from there, I just started creating my own, uh, if you will, uh, answers to my problems, not, not for everybody else. It was just, how can I get this part, this item from, from my home in Phoenix to my tournament in Chicago or my tournament in Vegas? And, um, you know, I just made things for myself, uh, via equipment I had for my business that I was running as my daytime job. And just people started seeing these things and said, Oh my God, I will totally buy this from you. What's your email? And, uh, here it is, you know, next thing you know, order turned into five, five turned into 20, 20 turned into a hundred. And, uh, here we are today as a, as a business. And what we, just do is we create solutions for transportation needs and we've been lucky enough to you know really partner solidify uh, business contracts and licenses licenses with almost every big name in the industry and and, uh, that's allowed us to really dive in with some of these big players to learn where their game is growing into how they're getting their game to progress what their customers need uh, because they know their customers better than we ever will so with their help their design teams working with us we come up with solutions that fit certain pieces perfectly um and that's what we do for a living we make basically nerd purses purses, you've you've got a brilliant business model and people love what you do um just a curious question as a as a as a fan of your product something that i would like to know is when a new product comes out when like a let's say games workshop comes out with a large scale model which is something they're well known for what do you think is the turnaround time for you to come out with a custom tray for it how long does that normally take as a a consumer how long should i expect uh you to before you are are able to design something like that we we have two two locations a satellite location in the uk as a fulfillment and and production center uh they don't create really anything they don't do any R&D. Uh, in the U.S., we have the R&D and the main uh, manufacturing facilities. So in the U.S., uh, I lead a team uh, of, of our design guys. So it's me and two other design guys. Uh, and we do all of the uh, research and development, things, testing, and make sure the bottles fitting, making videos. Um, and that's just the core of the design process. And then we have a full production crew. Um, there are a total of 21 employees at Battlefone. Uh, between the two companies in the U.S. and the U.K. So we have a, 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 an entire dedicated sales team, a storefront team, uh, a customer service team, uh, obviously a financial team, a production team, team shipping department, and then research development. And um, the research development, all we do is take models as soon as we can get our grubby little hand on and create the best solution possible for that model. Uh, I'm also the head designer for the actual bag design so um, I'll literally look at a problem for a bag or a company and sketch up uh, a blueprint of what the bags look like so our bags are always designed from scratch so we never go to um, let's say a a bag manufacturer somewhere in in the world and say what do you guys have on your shelf I want to put my name on it Uh, we start literally from scratch which is great because it gives us a palette a, a, a blank palette to create for any vendor that we partner with or for ourselves based on where games go size-wise. Uh, 
Um, so, for instance, if a GW model comes out, you just had the flyers come out. Um, although I'm at this convention here, uh, our team in the US, or in the, here in the U.S. and the States, I'm in Seattle, there in Arizona. Our team is already assembling all the flyers, and by uh, Tuesday of next week, we'll have an entire foam range for all the flyers that just came out. So the turnaround is crazy fast that's amazing that is amazing yeah. but then then i have to ask a question mm-hmm. where's my mortise engine foam mortise engine hold on uh, who mortise, why am i drawing a blank what a more the vampire counts the big the big the the big oh. centerpiece model for the vampire counts we already have it i didn't see it on the site because i wanted to order it i'm gonna have to go look again i must be blind because no, no, no it's it's really in the custom trade trader because we didn't know how many how many people would put that with that's it or that with what other thing. So we simply just put it in the custom tray creator, and now people can just put it wherever they want it. They build their own tray with that shape. So it should be in there. Oh, okay, good, good, good. So I, it's a template that's already designed in the custom, and you just take that, that design that's already there and just paste it onto a custom tray. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. You Beautiful. basically take your template piece, the mortise engine model by its name, and you drop it into your whatever size foam tray you want us to build it in, and we cut it custom. So if you're going to do the mortise engine and you're going to try to stuff in there, um, I don't know, the, the zombie dragon, you can do that if you want to do the, the – um, not the Vargolf, but uh, the gargoyle gar, – uh, Yeah, it's, the Vargeist, you know yeah. The Vargeist, the, that's – yeah. You, or the Terrorgeist, so, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So we left it up to you guys, uh, but we added it there because, you know, with Warhammer, the game is um, ever changing. It feels like yep. uh, with Eighth Edition being such a such a different style of game from from Seventh Edition, um, people's armies aren't as predictable as they used to be. At least for Ain't it us the as, truth. as no production designers, um, nobody seems take a similar list. It's very different nowadays. So for us to try to guess trays for Warhammer become a, a much more thing than it was in the past. So now we just get models, make the traces, put them on the creator, and we give Well, that's good to know. To that's good to know because I was on your site literally yesterday clicking through the vampire counts, and I saw three trays there, and I'm like, man, there's no – and I've and – this mortise engine's got these these little spears coming off at every angle, and I literally, when I went oh, to yeah. Adepticon, I drove with the thing in my lap. Oh my god! <laughs> because I couldn't. I was like, if I yeah. put it down, it would break. So I will definitely be ordering that up. Do you get a lot of cooperation yeah. from companies to send you models so that you can design uh, trays for them? Well, let's just say, put it this way: we get cooperation from every company except one company. But I won't. Yeah, I, I know yeah, which one that is. <laughs> in a GW. Oh my goodness! Uh, so we, well, that's got to be a pretty good life then. For, for uh, yeah, well, I guess they, I guess they feel they don't need to, but they make their own trays, so maybe that's why. That's got to be well, great. Then you must have a gigantic collection. Just as a as a collector myself, I'm quite envious of that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, luckily our store has a lot of glass cases mm-hmm. to fill, so uh, <laughs> I was able to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we do, we do. You know, we do a lot. I mean, like uh, we'll get model, put them together, and then you know put them on eBay and, and move them out that way. If model we're going to actually use personally ourselves, um, because you can imagine. I mean, we literally have to buy one of every single thing, every across the planet. Uh, so that is a lot of invested revenue in just research and development. On a, honestly, on a on a multiple times per week, because we don't just do for one brand; we do for so many brands. Uh, and there's you know most companies there's a three, four, five company releases from different companies every week. 
Uh, and we, you know, we can't just buy, especially now if you look at the multi-part uh, GW kits, some of these kits are 70, 80 bucks a piece, but you can make two things out of it, but they don't yeah. give you enough parts in the one kit to make two. So you have to buy two, build them, you know, trace them, construct a gate or tray for them, and then figure out to do something with that 160 invest the revenue. Um, you know, and you do this every week, multiple companies. I mean, you're, we invest to, you know, a couple thousand dollars a week in just R&D for different models to wow. make sure people have what they I'm need. impressed yeah. that 21 people can do it. When you put it that yeah. way, I'm surprised that 21 people are actually capable of keeping up with the influx of new models. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the funny thing about it is I just have a really long whip. So that's the key. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be the king, eh? Yeah, well... You know, sometimes, but what cracks me, my it cracks me in my own ass most of the time. Yeah, it yeah. Just around, and I'm the one working 14 hour day. So uh, everybody else, they they kind of claim that labor law I heard of somewhere, and uh, they just leave. So, like I said, I've seen you at Adepticon, so I know that you're a workaholic. <laughs> yeah, you're leading by example. So, I, I I hope so. I hope our guys would say that if you interviewed them. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, but, but love it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Listen, Romeo, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for being a sponsor of our show. Um, and uh, I'm going to tell you, man, and for people who don't know, I, I mean, I've said it before. I've got the 1520 here at home, and I have uh, I have gamer ADD myself. I have, like, between my son and I, we have, like, 10 GW armies. And uh, I just went for I went for pure mass, and I, I think I picked up what was the IG mm-hmm. tree you have, and I put yeah. my dwarfs, my skaven, and my goblins in it. I've got like eleven hundred models in that thing. Yeah. So I'm just I mean, talk I mean just about something that you can transport and something I've got I've got foam in that. I've been replacing all the foam in my GW old GW cases. I've got the mm-hmm. foam for uh for um the Dreadfleet. Um mm-hmm. your your product's fantastic. Thank you so much for being your a part of totally our well. show and, and for putting out something so excellent. No, you guys do a wonderful job and, and I catch the podcast every once in a while, obviously. Try to squeeze as many when I'm working late nights, and I, I listen to a variety of great podcasts. You guys are definitely one of my my regular downloads on my on my stuff. So uh, you guys do a great job. Love supporting you. We we you know although personally I play a lot of different games, uh, I love to support all the customers and fans of all different games. You know, love they put in their their gear. Uh, so you'll never just kind of uh, uh, slacking on what we do for different game lines. Uh, and we're always looking to suggestions. You, know, you can always email me uh, personal suggestions, recommendations, things you want to see, things you want us to do. Uh, and you can do it at two places, info at battlefilm.com and a general email for any idea you have. We'd love to take care of them quickly and efficiently. Uh, or you can just email me at romeo40kradio at battlefilm.com, uh, and I will be more than happy to get right back to you and, and honestly reply back a thought out answer of a question or a concern you have for us or our company or we'd like to see or us improve so um absolutely we're here and doors open for us as a business for you guys anytime excellent now you did break up you were breaking up a little bit there i think the skype gods are being a little mean to us but i want to make sure we got it info at battlefoam.com was the one email yep and then my personal email if you guys need is romeo 40k radio at battlefoam.com and that one you said was romeo 40K, 40K Radio 
at, at battlefilm.com. Battle Fantastic. And that's the number four zero. Yep. Four zero. Romeo, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, it's our 50th anniversary, two-year anniversary, and it was great to finally get you on the show, man. Yeah, finally good to have a, a genuine conversation that wasn't, oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, we support you. If you need anything, just let us know. Thank you so much. Enjoy lock and load. Yeah, have a good evening. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, well, I want to apologize to the listeners for some of the some of the rough. The Skype gods were not as kind to us as we would have hoped. As I mean, sometimes we usually get a little clearer, but I mean, I, I was able to keep up with him. I yeah. think everyone else should be able to too. It was nice to have him on the show finally. It was great to have him on the show finally, and uh, dude, that was kind of cool. I've heard him on other shows. I never knew that he was totally not a gamer before he got into this. That was kind of neat. It's amazing that he actually got into. Miniatures before D and D. I mean, so much of what we do. How do you do, get into miniatures before role playing? <laughs> maybe he read Lord of the Rings. Maybe he had read Wizard of Earthsea. Maybe he read any number of different fantasy novels and just jumped in. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Greg and Jen Person from Painting Table. Finally. Hey, folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm. It doesn't separate from the base. They custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. BattleFoam, protecting your army. Okay, we are back. Time to call Greg and Jen. Greg and Jen person, painting table. We're going to have them on to episode 50. Ain't that nifty. Doing this for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? Painting tabled. They're on the air with us. Painting tabled and garage hammer together. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you, Christopher? Very good, thanks. Very good. Finally, we have you guys on the air after um, swinging a miss a couple <laughs> of times. several full yeah, starts. There's but, Jen. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm here. It's just a little late for me, but... It is a little late. Sorry. In, so I'll be good. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even get to start this until 9.30 your time, so... But mm. uh, we appreciate your staying up for us. Oh, no problem. We're really, really excited. Yep. Are you guys painting right now? No. I am. Well, no. <laughs> no. I, I've, um... I'm almost... shaky after the coffee. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. Sorry. <laughs> no, Actually, I completely understand. My black nights. What's it? You're working on black nights right now? Yep. Now, is that for a particular tournament coming up? So we were talking, David and I have been talking all night about, uh, like, summer plans. And uh-huh. so are you painting these in relation to something that's coming up soon, or is this just for fun? Oh, yes, very soon. Bits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for bits. <laughs> nice. Okay. In the sun. I can't wait. I am so excited. Dave isn't, though. He's not looking forward to it at all, right, Dave? I'm- Got ten black knights. I'm, or, no, I've got nine black knights. I'm painting for Blood in the Sun. I what was, do you, you got a coven throne to do, man? It's, it's almost done. I, I don't know that I'm going to get all the vampires on it done in time. If but, you if you listen to the show, Dave uh, has been getting grief all, all night, night for his coven. <laughs> not even for me so much. No, my coven throne is starting to look really good though. All I got to do is put the 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 awning up, 
and then um, the, oh, the, the bowl, uh, the bowl <laughs> of blood, and then I don't know that I'm going to get the three vampires done in time. Um, I may just put a regular vampire on it and just be like, you know, it, it's Penny it's score, zero. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else on this is actually painted pretty good. After painting the mortise engine, it's like this, so many parts are the same. It's like I've done it in half the time because now I knew what I was doing this time. Oh, that's a good point. Do they both have a gut-filled pillow on them, or is that just the... No, that's just the coven throne. That's the coven throne. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a gem. I did like the gut-filled pillow. I uh, I just finished painting that uh, Nothing part. more cushy than a gut-filled pillow. Mm. Well, the other one's got a skull right in the middle. Nothing more comfortable than laying your skull against another skull. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, the bonus well, engine has the uh, the little reliquary with all the kit. You know, that pisses me off, too. Because Reliquaries piss me off, too. Well, no, if you got to paint it, and it's got all these candles on it. And I spent all this time painting it, and then it goes in the in the middle of a of a square of these this cage that's wrapped. You can't see it. I spent all this time. Uh, but you know it's there. Yeah, no, there for. Oh God. So okay, so you're you're taking VC to Blood in the Sun. I'm taking VC to Blood in the Sun. Jen, what are you taking? I'm taking my Tomb Kings. Tomb so Kings. I was hoping fun. you'd say that. Yeah, yeah, I am taking the Tomb Kings, so there's just going to be a lot of dead things, and I, I just did, I didn't want to have to, I would have had to do too much painting if I had picked one of my other armies. And what other armies do you run? Because I pretty, I mean, I listen to every episode like the day you guys release it, but you're pretty much always doing Tomb Kings. What else do you run? Um, I also have Wood Elves, but I really haven't run them much in Eighth Edition because it was depressing. What a shocker! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also have Lizard Men, and it's been like a good, solid couple of years before I played them. Um, yeah. Yeah, you haven't done them at all no. in Eighth Edition, really. No, it's like as soon as I finish painting it, I have to get into something else so that I can have a whole bunch of painting to do at the last minute. Otherwise, it's just not. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not fun. No. No, it's not fun unless I'm almost in tears at, like, 2 a.m. That's going to be me in about a week and a half. I'll be there. I will be cursing. But we've got... Wait, today is the 1st. Mm -hmm. It's on the 23rd, right? Yeah. So it's 20 days. Eight of those days, I'm going to be... Oh, no. Nine of those days, I'm going to be out of town. Yeah, but your army's done. No, I've got 12 models to paint. Shut up. (laughs) models. And i got to finish the movement trays because if they're not all uniform, I'm going to lose a point. What a, whatever, what are you bitching about? <laughs> oh, besides the fact that you're taking a Coven Throne, what are you bitching about? <laughs> this Coven Throne is going to do something amazing, and then I'm going to have it's a story. It is, it's survive turn one. Oh, you're such a jackhole. It's true. I am a jackhole. It's just going to win you everything, and everyone's going to have to eat their words. I can see it already. Mm. Nom nom words. Oh, yeah, dude, if I just won Blood in the Sun with the Coven Throne. <laughs> dude, Dan Helan would have me on his show, I think, just to talk about it, just because he said there's no one would even take it, and I won with it. Of course, if I win with it, you guys all just better, you know, you better say your prayers, because that I think that's a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> what is 2012? <laughs> Listen, don't give me that 2012 crap. If the Mayans were that good at predicting things, there'd still be Mayans. Um, true story. <laughs> there you go. See, see what what if they accurately predicted two apocalypses, their own, and then the future one? If you predict your own apocalypse, you we're going to die soon, and they were right. Okay, well, I mean, if it's the inevitable, they wouldn't have been able to stop it anyway. I don't know. Right. <laughs> that that proves accurate. There is no spoon. <laughs> There might be a spoon, Dave. There's a new theory out. Is there? Yeah, there might be a spoon. We've always been at war with Eurasia. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so <laughs> Harrison is showing me a spoon. I don't care that you were eating ice cream, I boy. I told you there was a spoon. <laughs> See? I've been proven wrong again. All right. Well, besides bits, so what do you guys? What are your What are your plans for the summer for hobby? What do you What are you guys expecting to do after bits? Well, I can't see past uh, bits because that's all I can think about. I'm so excited. But what about you guys? What What else is on the horizon? Uh, the weekend after bits, uh, I've got another grand tournament <laughs> that I'm going to. Well, and actually, was it this morning that you realized it was a grand tournament? That it was two days. I, I thought it was a one day event yeah. until this morning. Hmm. <laughs> um, but it's called the, uh, the. Yes, he did. Just believe him, Jen. I'm married too. Trust me. He had no idea. That's not a scam. No. Uh, I was, yeah, he's like, what? Oh my goodness! No, I don't. I, it's like I don't care. I have a good time while he's away. But so it's uh, it's called the Bragging Rights GT. Um, the bragging rights is actually like a, a video cast. Um, some guys that we play with out of the Boston area uh, run this this show where they do uh, battle reports. Um, but they're organizing a, a tournament, and it's an ETC team style event. So it's got the ETC oh, cool. comp rules, okay. and it's teams of four. It's very sophisticated. Very sophisticated, <laughs> yeah. like yes. And uh, You'll have so to each round, the highest level of strategy. You do the pairings. Uh, to see which guys are going to be playing which from your opponent's team, stuff like that. So wait, is uh, it the ETC style pairing or is it the ETC yeah, rules? Both. Ugh. So it's basically like but comp seven with, with smaller teams, teams of four instead of teams oh, okay. of eight. Uh, yes, teams of teams four, and of four instead of eight. Okay. You still um, have a captain. Although we are bringing two teams of four, right? Yeah, our club yeah. is bringing two teams of four. I wasn't planning on going, but they had seven people in the club, so they well, needed one more. So. Jen, are you playing okay. as well? Yeah, you weren't you weren't planning on going. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's amazing how these things work out. Yeah, yeah. Well, go figure. So we've got I've got that lined up, and then over the summer we're going to be doing lots of terrain building okay. and painting. Um, our gaming club is planning to run our own grand tournament um, in Connecticut in 2013. And we're doing all of the tables and terrain by ourselves because we're crazy. Because we're crazy to yeah. A oh, I'd rather pretty ridiculously high standard for what you see at a tournament. Do with that, thanks. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Dave was volunteering to help you do your terrain. No, I was volunteering to help Chris punch himself in the face. Yeah. So, uh, for example, every table we've done so far, we have at least two forests on. And each forest, we've actually built them so that they block line of sight under true line of sight rules. So there's trees of varying heights with tons of foliage. There's lichen. There's rocks on it. And it's about two hours per tree uh, (laughs) to do from start to finish. So each table has about 13 trees at least. It would be easier just to say true line of sight, but you can't see through the forest. You would That's think house that. rules. See, they're playing by the true rules, and that there's your yeah. solution: true line of sight. Make make a true line of sight blocking forest. Yeah. Now uh, you're now it's taking you two hours per tree, and you're doing yeah, the whole from, tournament from the start to the finish. So this is going to be in 2014. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the oh, thing about oh. true line of sight. What if you have bad eyesight? Those models can see you perfectly. You have to call a judge over. Yeah, it's like, does this model have twenty twenty vision? No, this guy's wearing glasses. He can't see. Not those Empire guys. They don't wear. And this guy's got an eye patch. He clearly has no depth perception. <laughs> <laughs> so two hours per tree, then. 
Yeah, so we're we're, we're going to be beasting uh, terrain pretty much oh over the summer. Yeah. Uh, we're both teachers, like David, so this is our, our target. Oh, I doubt you're a teacher like me, but that's actually a good thing. Well, uh, I've never assembled crypt ghouls during class. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> not, not quite like that. You know what? What else am I supposed to do? They're watching a video. <laughs> And they're actually interested in it. When I do the painting and sculpting unit, I bring in my models. Hey, look, watch this. I hate you people. I have to work for a living. <laughs> so, That's it? Uh, no, no harassment? You guys are just laughing. You're taking that seriously. No, no. no, no I'll take it. <laughs> that's, that's fine. But, you know, the, the worst is always when you're in your hobby store and you run into one of your students. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is me. <laughs> Uh, right. My students don't come into our local hobby store, but I cannot go to the mall without my. In fact, my wife has stopped. I, I don't like going to the mall, and she used to always drag me. <laughs> and after about the third time that you hear Mister White in the middle of the mall, I, I don't have to go anymore. Ah, <laughs> good strategy. <laughs> I know it's it's. If I see them, I do kind of look. I try to like duck down, and because they think we live at the school. I mean, I teach elementary school, so they really do think. They think that I live there. You're just there all the time. Sure. Oh, yeah. no, they know. They know I don't. In fact, I always tell them stories about my son and how he's going to be going to sixth grade and he's smarter than them. And, you know. <laughs> I'm sure they're touched. Yeah. Why? Because it's true? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, on days we finish up early, sometimes, eventually, some, they'll find out I'll be wearing my Garage Hammer shirt at work and they'll ask about it. And so... I'll bring the show up on the on the big screen on the projector in the room and play a clip of the show, and they'll laugh and think it's weird, but then someone will go and actually listen. Yeah, but half the people I would describe this to at work, usually they start off interested because you say something like, oh, I do a podcast, and then you start telling them what it's about, and in the end you can see their face kind of transform from, oh, to, oh, that's interesting. What's Warhammer? It's yeah. like toy soldiers. Just pretend it's really? chess. Yeah, that's it. Just move on. Yeah, yeah, I don't even really try with the description too much anymore because no one's going to get it. Actually, it's really funny when we had our uh, last tournament, we went to the Colonial and we were trying to explain it to all the veterans because it was at the VFW. And we kept bringing up, I brought up like this 75 year old guy and I was showing him around trying to explain it to him. And he's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but this is lovely. <laughs> well, that's a form of approval. There There's you go. someone who's talking to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's cruel. I'm sorry. I but, uh, oh, God. So, oh, man, your whole summer is going to be building terrain. Now, don't get me wrong. I love building terrain. I've been I've been actually trying to touch up and paint our uh, weird uh, weird worlds terrain that I've got here. I've been working on that uh -huh. some. And I, in fact, I like your terrain building segments because I am a terrain hound. I love buying, building, and working on terrain. But I like buying, building, and working on terrain when I feel like it. You guys yeah. have, oh, man. Yeah, this, is, this is a lot of work. But what we usually do is get, you know, four or five of us together at least one, maybe two days um, in a month. At least say, one, two beers apiece. Yeah. And, um, and say, you know, we're committing six, seven, eight hours. We're just going to come over and just get it done. We're going to yeah. commit eight hours at two beers oh, apiece. Your math is off. Yeah, I got news for you. <laughs> I can drink a lot more than two beers in eight hours. <laughs> well, you know, otherwise we're going to start thinking that they're that we're doing a good job 
And then we're going to wake up the next day and it's going to be like a big mess. Is this blocking your line of sight? It sure is. The next morning you wake up, it's like Charlie Brown's freaking Christmas tree. Well, the, the tree is sideways, so technically, yes. <laughs> It's got flock glued all over my body. What you thought is, yeah, the, this one is upside down, so. One tangled in my hair. Yeah, you're just part of the tree. Yeah, I'll be a tree. Do I block line of sight? Kinda, yeah. <laughs> He's getting, you're getting tired of the part of making large boulders out of styrofoam. This rock is not large enough. We should make larger rocks. Oh, Who's good. ready to go to the Appalachians? <laughs> yeah, you know, if we think about the proportions of some of those giant rocks, that would be yeah, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I don't. We we have some castings of rocks, but they don't really they don't really block line of sight. Like, no, they're just kind of yeah. Interesting looking. I know. I just I'm not quite sick of it yet because we've only done this a few times. Like at the end of last time, our buddy John just would not let us leave, and I mean, and at that point, I was like, okay, I think I'm trained out, but. Yeah. Probably by 2013. How many tables worth do you need to build? Well, we're we're shooting for 25 to 30 um, for the first year. And how uh, many forests on a table? Uh, two to three. Okay, so that's 90. Let's let's okay. Let's well, let's put the difference. Two to three. Two to we, we've done the math. Let's say 75. <laughs> and how long per not not per that's tree? Just, how long per? I mean, each table then has two or three hills, a couple fences, uh, maybe a, a building. Fence? Um, we have a whole bunch of stuff. See, and I think when you say two hours per tree, it's more like two hours per group of trees. Okay. Yeah. So, so, the, like, so the one piece of terrain is about two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So roughly seventy-five, one hundred fifty hours. Ah, oh, dude, that's actually not that bad. I, it seems like I'm spending that much time on my zombies. So. You are. <laughs> Speaking of which, why why are you making so many zombies? Why I'm looking at them. There's like oh, 200 of them. 210. On a TV tray. And when and when I get my Mantic Kickstarter, it'll be 250. You're getting why? more? Are you insane? What I, I I donated to Mantic Kickstarter, and I'm getting. You could have chosen another army. Why? So you could. No, you know what? Because I need the skeletons. Say it with me so we could get something besides zombies. No, I'm getting zombies. I'm getting, uh, but I'm getting more of the the grave guard and the skeletons from them too, and that's what I need you for my need them, for my yeah. mantic. Army. Yeah, all right. Okay, here's what it is. When I've been playing uh, my list, I've been running two to three units of thirty, uh-huh. so that's ninety right there. And I'm not kidding. The first couple times I played, uh, I got off some really good um, invocations. And suddenly I had three or four, I had three units of like 50 to 60. So I'm using almost all of these in a game. No, I can see that. Um, it's it's all sorts of awesome. It's just, I can also see taking one unit of 250 zombies. It's, <laughs> Throw it, that down on the it table. never get killed. <laughs> I'll take two units of 100, and then I've got 10 left for the one invocation I'm going to get off. And then, uh, then it's a hell of a movement trade too, isn't it? I just, well, if you buy the GW, the the ones you could make yourself, that's a hundred models. All I got to do is put a border on it, and it's done. Uh-huh. Yeah, See? yeah, yeah. But you can kill a hundred zombies. Yeah, well, yes, you can kill anything. But uh, that's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to keep the uh, attitude up there. I like it. No, it's you know what? It's actually kind of impressive to see it all in this massive horde. And I got to say, the mantic ones. You know, for for three torsos and two different or three different sets of legs and just mix and match, this really does. I mean, it doesn't look. I mean, it doesn't look anything like you know when you get that one or two poses in mm-hmm. a in a kit and it's obviously yeah. just that same model. Yes, 
This right. is a shambling horde, and it looks kind of badass. I, I'm really pleased with how it looks. And my little swamp effects are coming along quite nicely. Well, good. Nice. So you'll see them at bits, and you guys can look at them and tell me what you think, because I'm kind of partial. I'm biased, because I, you know. Because you did them. Yeah, I did them, and, uh, you know, they're done. And I, I actually like them, so that's just me. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got oh my god! Every time I think about bits, I get really excited. I think I just I'm, pee a little. Uh, oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. Are, are you guys? Are you guys <laughs> There's a conversation killer. Changing the yeah. subject. Just a are you flying into bits? Are you driving in? How are you getting here? Oh, we're driving. Okay. Um, and we're, we're leaving driving, the day baby. after the last day of school. Okay. All right. Well, does she have a catheter or something like that? Because she'll be thinking about it the whole drive. How could yeah, you not yeah, think about where you're going? Yeah, maybe she's wearing adult diapers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This, this is getting interesting. It's getting weird. Hey, we got to get there on time. I can't be stopping every five minutes. No, no. I mean, just, just keep driving. Don't look back. And don't, and don't look down. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <sighs> I can't wait to meet you guys face to face. I actually... Cranky Lawyer and I are going to be playing a team game against the Ohio Hammer Boys, but I'd love to get in another game. I just want to challenge as many people as possible and just play. And, yeah, uh, play. and, and drink, yeah. too, by we'll the way. We, I mean, we are going to get there on Friday. Uh, we're, we're splitting the driving up into two days, so we'll try and do like eight to ten hours on Friday, or on Thursday. Get up early in the morning Friday and do the last. It's about a 15-hour drive in total. So okay. hopefully get there early and do something interesting. See cool. the sights or something. Well, I'm going to find out. Uh, I'm going to find out what time Grant's going to have that stuff open on Friday because I know it's going to be open early. But uh, I know me personally, uh, I'm going to be taking the girls down to Grandma and Grandpa's around lunchtime, and uh, so as soon as Grant's got that open, I'm going to be there ready to hang out, play, yep. meet people. Mm-hmm. So I'd be happy to play. Awesome. Excellent. So- now, are you going to be bringing anything besides your bits armies? Um. You know, uh, weapons, drugs, you know. Uh, diapers, obviously. But <laughs> diapers. Diapers, diapers, yeah. I, no, I, don't, I didn't even think of it. Yeah. I haven't really thought of it. There is, I haven't even looked at it yet, but I know there's the, the I think it's on your guys' forum, right, for the bit swap? Yeah, yeah. Well, I figure we should take a look at that because we have a lot of stuff here. Now, I actually have, I actually have extra Lizardman stuff if you're looking for them, but maybe that's... Uh, yeah, Lizardman, that's one of the few armies I don't own, and it's one that I, I, I keep wanting to, to start, and I'm just like, but I've actually gotten really good at just focusing on this one army, so. Mm. Well, I still have to focus on what's, I've got a lot of the Chaos Dwarves and the Abyssal Dwarves from Mantic. I've got the uh, the Bretonians I still need to finish, the Dark Elves I still need to finish, Tomb Kings I need to start and finish. I'm really, I've put everything, every until Dwarves come out, everything's on the back burner except for these, my, uh, well, my... VC slash Mantic Undead Army, which I want to have ready for Adepticon next year. Yep. And, and Undead, you know, once you get into a routine, they're pretty easy to get painted off. It's kind of... Yeah, I guess the rules for painting are entirely different. You're not accurately trying to paint flesh. You're trying to paint rot. You're trying to paint bone. You're trying to paint disgust, disease, pus, filth, whatever. Exactly. And so that's you get all these different... In fact, that's what I did. I did... Uh, I, I painted them all... Um, I base coated them in, in uh, rotting flesh, and then I did them in a green, purple, and red washes, and this and the Griffin sepia wash. I just split them yep. into four parts, and I did a wash over them in each different color, and then I dipped them. So now they all—I mean, some look purple and bruised, some look sort of green and rotting, some look red and blood, and they 
it it adds a, a variety while they all still kind of work together. That's kind of interesting. Delicious. The, uh, the the person house on one side you've got the filthy rotting dead, and the other side you've got the glittering undead. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, the Tomb Kings, they got all that, that, that sand-blown, perfectly white, bleached-out, dead-bone stuff. And then you got the swamp trudged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is. <laughs> I didn't even think oh, about that. No, the, the Lich Priests are still pretty filthy, I would say. Yeah, well, because they're the only <laughs> technically living, close to living thing they've got. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, uh, for those who are listening to this pro- program and aren't as familiar with you... Um, how did you guys get your start into this? Um, how did we get our start in this? <laughs> not not just into your show, but even before that, how did you get involved in the hobby as well? Dude, they oh, met in uh, like they met in like junior high. It was love at first sight, and then in high school, he was a, a dorky war gamer, and she loved him so much she joined him. He was a dorky war gamer <laughs> with a heart of gold. Exactly. She was a part time princess with a battle axe. And exactly. A, and a lust for vengeance. <laughs> Hey, we'll go with that. <laughs> that's, that's a nicer story. Yeah, I like that. We met at Kineticon or something. No, um, Kineticon. Well, I got my story is, he, is her great. Her father hit him with the car. Oh no, wait, that was Back to the Future. Sorry. <laughs> yes. One point twenty-one um, gigawatts. Okay, we'll stop interrupting. You could tell us the answer now. No, well, I like the challenge. Yeah, uh, I got started in Warhammer. Uh, I was in eighth grade. See. Um, yeah, that's... Well, see, we're starting out, you know, see how close starts. we get. Uh, one of my uh, friends at the time had heard about it, and him and his brother had uh, collected 40K models for a while, and the 6th edition was just coming out, and they wanted to start up Warhammer Fantasy, so he tried to sell it to me and a couple of my other friends, and we all decided to get into it. And we had a games workshop nearby at the time, so, you know, they were really into you know, appealing to the... Young gamers, and yeah. playing that pretend game where they, they, you know, they give you the demo game where they just roll the dice and then they'd be like, "Oh, you won! Yay Look, my guy you. just died!" Yeah, yeah, all and, that good stuff. You know, those days it was actually really fun. I started out with dwarfs, and uh, there were Yay. probably a group of like five or six of my friends that all played, but only one of us, you know, owned a rule book because we were in eighth grade and this stuff is expensive. Yeah, and our parents didn't really want to pay for all of it. So I'd play games with some of my friends, and we just wouldn't have the rules. We'd do stupid things, like I'd stand and shoot with my organ gun and kill all the Dark Riders. Um, (laughs) We'd deploy 48 inches away from each other, and the repeater bolt throwers would mow me down because we didn't know. (laughs) You know. So it was a little ridiculous. But, you know, I, I kept with it through high school and into college, and then I just... When I was in college, I sort of got more serious about it. A lot of my other friends had dropped out um, of the hobby. But of the hobby, not out of school. No, no. Dropped out of school, dropped out of yeah. life. You know. But uh, so I was still into it. I started going to tournaments. Um, I met Jen, and uh, she... At a tournament? No. 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 At summer camp. We at were... a summer camp, yeah. Yeah, we worked at the same summer camp, but it was a couple... Like months well, you were working like, at the he, summer camp, okay. He yes. didn't even tell us about, like, he didn't tell me about the, until about a couple months into the relationship. He was trying to explain that's, it to me. Yeah, that's called the talk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It was the talk, and, you Honey, know. I got this I was, hobby. I need I to show really this to you. I have it in this little room in the back. And you're thinking you're going to go find dead bodies. <laughs> and then you see all those toy soldiers and you wish you saw dead bodies. <laughs> 
I was just, I thought he was joking, and then I was kind of like, uh, really? And, oh, well, if it made him happy, and then, I don't know, one night we were all at school, we lived in the same dorm, and, um, he was painting with some friends, and one of his friends had a wood elf army, and I decided to paint his horsies, and I liked it so much. And, <laughs> and then, I guess I, I understood it. So I really definitely, the hobby end that got me in, I, I think I painted for, you know, a couple of months before I mm-hmm. ever actually played a game. It's a lot of anxiety at first when when you like when you have no clue about how any of those games operate. Like you've never played a similar game before. It was well, like any highly competitive game that is a complicated game can be intimidating. I've actually got a chess board set up at my work, and I, I play against people whenever they have the chance. And I'm teaching someone now. Just whenever they walk by and they have a chance to make a move, and she's saying for some reason the game to her is very intimidating. And Warhammer's like that on a bigger scale. Yeah. Yeah. So I can understand. So you played your first game, but you enjoyed it, apparently. I mean, you're here now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I like all of it. I really like the fluff. We read the books together. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still getting through the Matthias Thalman. It's kind of romantical. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we are romantical. The reason we're going to bits <laughs> is actually for our... It is for our anniversary. Because... Congratulations. How many yeah. years? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be uh, one year in... July. One year in July. Aww. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. That's so sweet. Did you save a piece of wedding cake to eat on your first anniversary? No, actually, they make us another one. Oh, okay. Yeah, we saved one and froze it and wrapped it up. And let me tell you what, it was nasty because... I I imagine it's all, like, covered with freezer burn and, like, three inches of ice. Oh, no, it was actually really well wrapped. My mother-in-law knew what she was doing, but it just kind of dried out after a year. It yeah, was... that's a weird tradition. Let's save food for a year and then try to eat it. <laughs> let's, not, let's eat it now while it's still nutritionally sound. Well, the, you know, it's like, well, you could bury it at, like kimchi and then dig it up in six months and yeah, eat but, it. But tradition has proven that that doesn't kill you. Oh, well. In fact, I, I have kimchi in my house. I the love cake kimchi. didn't kill me. It was just You're still tasty. here, but yeah, you're different. <laughs> you haven't been the same, man. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, listen, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, thank you for having us. Yeah. No, it was really it was our pleasure. We really, I guys, I've really I've enjoyed your show since episode one. I've really liked it, and I'm really glad that we got this chance to be on a show together. So, thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad for the chance tonight, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys at Bits. Yeah, we we've been you know looking forward to it for a long time. Yeah, this is a and this this right here is like an epic experience. It's like um, it's like I don't know when the Flintstones meet the Jetsons or something. I feel like <laughs> we got this crossover show going. Well, that makes Great. us Fred and Barney, I guess. <laughs> I can't do it, Barney. My pebbles. <laughs> Maybe we should be the Jetsons, huh? No, I don't. So uh, I never liked I'm the Jetsons. in your Astro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I be a Muppet instead? I do it a lot better than any of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, frankly. I'm a Muppet of a man. <laughs> what in the F was that? You didn't see it's the new Muppet, the Muppet movie. movie. Christopher hasn't seen it. Christopher does not watch movies or television I did much. see the Avengers. I will have oh, to. You did see the Avengers, which was so good. Yeah, it was totally okay, I guess. <laughs> it was completely average. I will be going to see Prometheus next Thursday at midnight. Cannot wait. I can wait. Oh, I'm patient. Ridley Scott is so good. Unless he's not. Oh, well, that's true. I was, I'm was. i one of the six people on the planet who didn't like Gladiator, so I guess I'll just stop. 
Yeah, make it seven. I don't like it either. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> so average. <laughs> no. I think that movie was okay. A Beautiful Mind was a good movie. I don't know who directed it, but what's his face? The jerk who throws phones was very good in that movie. Oh, I, I like Russell Crowe. Don't That's, his name. That's I just, his name. I just, he was brilliant Gladiator in that movie. irritated me. Mostly because Joaquin Phoenix was so bad. It's kind of shallow. It's mostly oh, about he, stabbing people and just being in the arena. Yeah. And it had that weird choppy, jumpy video camera thing. I could never see what the hell was going on in a fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awful. I'm totally oh, digressing. Yeah. So this has everything to do with Warhammer. Oh, well, yeah. There's oh. fighting. Oh, that's true. And they... They do have giant lions. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Listen, guys. Um, we will uh, We will see you at Bits. Yeah. Thanks again for coming Can't on wait. the show. Thanks for having us. All right, guys. Take care. Take Toodles. care. Toodles. <laughs> That's me, Harold. I bring evil down on your head. <laughs> you go suffer. Come on, for hover, guys. All right. All, all right. right. Well, I think that's it for all our our uh, calls and interviews. Uh, sorry to Andy for Skype dropping him. He was the one person Skype dropped out on. And uh, hopefully the Romeo stuff is clear enough. Uh, I, and I I hope it was because that was it was it was really kind of cool listening to his. St- I did, didn't know how he got started in gaming, and that was sort of a. He's got a really unique story there. He sure does. <laughs> well, thank you to all of our friends who chimed in, who uh, jumped on the show for all of the email, the emails, the Twitter, the, um, the everyone on the forum. Folks, thank you so much. We were here for 50 episodes. We couldn't make it without you. Thank you for the support. We've had some, some great feedback from from our supporters. Yeah, and I, thank you for everyone who was able to come on. And I'm sorry for the friends. I mean, there were some people that we tried to and wanted to get on, and things just didn't work out. And we will definitely have them on soon. Um, I did. I just. I didn't want to leave anybody out. I know Brad Rellion was supposed to come on, and that didn't quite work out the way we well, we were supposed to plan it. Um, but uh, and then you know Grant was supposed to come on, but Grant had a big family emergency come up. But um, thank you to everyone who could come on, and uh, for those who wanted to, but we weren't able to get you on right now. You know, sorry about that, but. That's kind of how it works. Well, there's always next episode. Absolutely. Speaking of next episode, next episode is going to be late. Uh, this is this is hitting on the 10th of June, which is 10th and the 25th. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm going to be leaving for Disney in uh, on the day this breaks, and I will be back 10 days later. And then five days after that, we've got Blood in the Sun that weekend. And the day after we get back from Blood in the Sun, we're supposed to put out our next episode. Ain't happening. Guys, we'll do the best we can, so we will be just a little re- bit late. Yeah, we're going to record at bits. And there's, we'll- there's going to be a ton, a ton, 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 ton to talk about. So be patient with us. The shows are coming. Don't worry. We're just going to be a little bit on the late side. No big deal. Uh, I'm actually uh, I'm looking forward to hearing. Well, I'm looking forward to bits, but I'm also looking forward to you know what what we'll get on recording. It should be interesting to hear what we get, uh, and we'll put that out as episode 51. Episode 52 is what I'm really looking forward to. July 10th. July 10th, 2012. It will be two years to the day that uh, 8th edition came out. So that'll sort of, I think it'll be fun to look back at uh, what we were saying when it first came out and what we kind of thought 8th edition would be and sort of what it's what it's actually become after two years. That's going to be a fun one. So next couple episodes are going to be kind of awesome, I think. Yeah, it went from, I think ogres could be viable now, to, oh, my God, ogres. 
there was a whole bunch of stuff that we were saying when it first came out that I some of it some of it we were dead on and some of it we just I think we were sort of I think our initial our initial prediction for cavalry was right but it's coming back now well, initially we were right because everyone said, hey, I don't think w- this isn't going to work. And so we all dropped it. And so we all said, oh, there's no place for cavalry. And, and everybody dropped them. I'm seeing cavalry in tons of armies now. I mean, it's cool. I think that'll be a fun a fun bit of well, a fun yeah, topic. We, yeah, we'll get that in, in two episodes. Excellent. Uh, until guy. then, uh, please. Oh, we got a couple of uh, iTunes reviews this month. Thank you very much. We got like three in April and two in May. And I really appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Uh, garagehammer.net slash store. Get yourself a hoodie. Um, <laughs> it's getting warm out. Grab a t-shirt. I'll probably grab a hoodie. You're always cold. Of course. Besides, hoodies make you look sexy. Hoodies are sex, super sexy. <laughs> Check out that cat in the Garage Hammer hoodie. 1757 GH Show 6. Uh, leave us a voicemail. We love to hear from you. And I love to read the Google messages and see how they mangle your messages. So, folks, we will see you in a few weeks. Hope you enjoyed this. Thank you for listening for the past two years. And uh, we hope to bring you this for, you know, a lot more. Hey, guys, think about it now. Um, be sure to check out Mantic's Kickstarter. Yes. And if you're interested, uh, in addition to all of our sponsors, this is a good time to start thinking about sponsoring us for the uh, for the extra life that's going to be coming up in uh, October. So don't forget that's something that we can everyone could really use your help on. Yeah, and we've got several months. I mean, it's not till October, but we you know. So I know sponsorship. Uh, you, you know, you can sponsor anytime between now and October. You have a lot of time, but we'd love to see. Oh, excuse me, didn't mean to belch like that. Uh, we would love to see people uh, helping us out and helping uh, the children's hospitals. It doesn't help us out. It helps out you. It helps out children in hospitals everywhere. Well, it helps me to be Andy, and that's that's what I that's what I want to do. That's my personal goal is to raise more money than Andy. I think you for guys, the children. I think you guys should play each other in Blood Bowl and see whose dice hate each other the most. <laughs> Andy and I were just too competitive with one another. The that's dice will explode. <laughs> Oh, then I'll be sure to roll them close to Andy. I don't want them blowing up near me. It's like that iced tea rat. Ice, ice baby? The, no, the... That's vanilla the, ice. The dice yanks away and explodes and destroys the game. Oh, as yeah, a, that rap. As opposed to the pen yanks away and explodes and destroys the line. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I was trying to think... I was thinking that girl tried to kill me. No, no. <laughs> and with that complete uh, disregard for any sort of topic whatsoever, guys, thank you so much. Have a good night. See you in a few weeks. Hey baby, I bought you a present, baby. Not very big, it's not shiny. Down, baby, I bought you a present. Okay, it's, it's a plant. Bow, down, 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 Didn't die. Didn't die. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, okay, so, well, that was, that was certainly enjoyable, wasn't it, Brack? Is it hot in here, or am I sweating? <laughs> <laughs>